this episode of the podcast is brought to you by from within records holy shit we're one day away from doubts around all by shackled being released everywhere streaming and i'm i'm so excited i'm really excited to, to bring this podcast to all of you today we have some very special news but real quick before we get into that if you haven't had a chance please head over to the from within records big cartel go pick up a copy of a collection of human works cd by warren super awesome band i love everybody in warren so please go support them also if you haven't had a chance yet go pre-order yourself a copy of doubt surrounds all by shackled on smoke red or black and go get yourself a copy of that new t-shirt which i'm so excited for i love the track listing on the back and i can't wait to hang that up right here behind me but it happened shackled shout out to dylan shout out to jake for coming on the podcast and talking to me about the record we literally break it down from every aspect it was really great to be able to hear dylan and jake's perspective when it came to the lyrics or to some of the music writing it was really such a pleasure for me to be able to do this and i'm so stoked to finally be able to share it with all of you but before we get in that we have a world premiere shackled they're nice enough to let me premiere a new song off the record before its initial release so before the show gets started when i wrap up this intro here you will hear for the first time our home by shackled off of doubt surrounds all and i hope all of you enjoy that so please strap in enjoy this conversation without further ado welcome dylan and jake to the show We won't stop. We won't 
All right, and we're live. Welcome back to the podcast, Dylan. How's it going, dude? You know, I'm good right now. How are you? I'm I'm chilling. Yeah, no, I'm 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 doing great too. This has uh, been a long time coming, so I'm I'm happy to have you back on the podcast to talk about Shackled. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Dude, I've been excited for this for the last couple of weeks. So let's do it. It's awesome. We got the video now, like we we're just talking about. That's fucking cool. Yeah, and apparently, I and I never made an announcement um, that it's there. So for anybody who's curious, if you're listening on Spotify for like the last four or five episodes, there's now video. So you can you know, turn your phone, landscape uh, video will pop up. It's a new feature that we're doing over here. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, but Hell Dylan, yeah. uh, last time I saw you was in person at FYA seven, which is insane. Cause, <laughs> um, you know, we, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, the year 2019, but even 2020 at this point still feels like it forever ago. Cause you think about just how long ago that fest was. And, and it's, um, honestly, the next FYA is like just around the corner, but still it, it just feels like it's been so long since that happened. Yeah, for sure. I uh, did like, and I was thinking about it too. Like, FYI 2020, even though, and like, even that 2019 thing we were talking about, like, it doesn't seem like it was so long. Oh, here he fucking is. There he is. Our, our other guest has arrived. Yo, Jake. You got to be louder, dude. Yeah. Your, your audio is kind of low. Yeah. Hold up. Let me switch off of blue. I'm in my car. So you can see why that's problematic. <laughs> The viewers are gonna love this one. <laughs> yeah, the listeners. Okay, he's uh, figuring it out. Oh, we, um, we lost the oh, video. There we go. All right. Well, how's that? Oh, much better. Way better. Nice. Cool. Um, hold on. So, like, yeah, I was just thinking, like, it it wasn't like you know, dude, two years a year ago is not really that long ago, but like, dude, it feels like. And I don't even know if it's just COVID, but it feels like everything, so much shit has happened. And it feels like a fucking different universe that at least I live in right now. Like, so much has changed. Like, like thinking about FYA 2020, like, that feels like it was fucking 10 years ago. Not just like last year, almost two years ago, something like that. That was the last time I felt alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what think about anything that you were just referencing so it does feel like a different time i agree for sure and it is crazy because uh obviously that was like one of two major hardcore festivals to happen that year and fast forward to where we're at now uh things have uh, you know started to um, happen again obviously there's been a ton of shows bands have been on tour you guys did a run um, so it, it's, it's pretty interesting how time works. And when we think back to that fest, how it, it, even though it wasn't that long ago, it still feels like ages ago. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, dude, and you know what? FYI 2020, that was a good fucking time too. That, that was like, yes, it was fucking awesome. Like the whole thing, like the whole fest, the after shows, like it was so much fun. And I'm mad excited to get back to it because like, I don't know, dude. The closest thing to a fest we got, I mean, granted, it has not been that long since shit has come back, but the closest thing we've had was the Unity Barbecue. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to finally get back to like the first fest back, see all the bands, two days, like hang out in Florida for a little bit. Because we have like a an Airbnb with like 15 people just hanging out. Like it's going to be sick as fuck. Oh, yeah. That's, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, one thing I, I was always curious about, because when the shows started happening again, 
Uh, I feel like uh, you guys are one of the first bands to kind of get out there and uh, do a, a string of dates. Uh, was that important for you guys? Okay, uh, things are you know happening again. Like, let's get out there right away. Or did you guys just kind of get lucky and uh, things just kind of fell into your lap? Um, I would say, dude, like, I don't think it was, I think it was important for us to get back to playing shows, which is why we played that show May 1st, which is like really, like really early on. Like it was like a couple, it was like a week or two after that Madball show. Mm-hmm. So we, we played like one of the first shows back in general around here. Um, but getting out and like touring wasn't really like, I didn't really think about it. Not cause like I didn't want to, I just didn't think about it. And then, uh, guns from end it hit me up. He was like, yo, do you guys want to do this run? And we were like, we just thought, like, fuck yeah, we want to do that. Like, we a big thing with the band is that we've always wanted to tour, and we didn't really get to pre-COVID. So being able to to do it and get hit up was awesome, and like exactly what we wanted to do. And uh, I'm happy it happened because, like, like I said, I didn't think about it. But um, if we didn't do it, I feel like shit would be a little different right now for us too. Uh, I think it was a really good move on on their part and on our part to do it. Mm-hmm. And. Dylan, you said this before I came in, but I felt like our band, even though more time has passed due to COVID and everything, our band was kind of in like an infantile stage because, you know, MO out a two track and then an EP and then the EP, you know, for a solid year, we really worked hard off of playing shows. And Dude, not even a year. I was thinking about this. I I was doing like the math. The band pre-COVID existed for a year and a half. That is it. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's not like, you know, count your blessings. Like, I'm grateful to be where we are. But like, yeah. you know, and that's already been around for six years. You got a record. You've already done all like, you know, the, the hard touring and whatnot. And then COVID happens. It still sucks. But like, you kind of already have your place as whatever band you want to be. Like for us, we had this goal that just was, you know, halted in its tracks for a year. So yeah. it just felt like we lost there's so many people relate to this with whatever you do, but um, you, we just lost like a, a solid year of that. The band really needed to take the next step. So we just really had to. So then it's like Dylan always brings up, Oh, we've been a band now for like three years, but we didn't really do three years of work because of COVID so that we just sort of felt chipped in that regard. But I'm preaching in the choir with that one. Yeah. I mean, and dude, like just to go off what you said, like we weren't even able to do that, like full US that we were supposed to do, which would have been fucking crazy for us. Yeah, there's uh, two opportunities that I was uh, supposed to see you guys on the West Coast. Obviously, if you can remember way back when you guys were supposed to play this show in Arizona, I, I don't remember the name of the show. Master Pause. That's a New Jersey thing that was going to happen out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I remember talking to you, Dylan, I was like, I, I was just like, yo, um, you guys aren't going to make it to California, but I'm going to make that drive to Arizona because like that's how much like I, like, you know, like Shackled. I was like, yo, I was like, I, I will drive to Arizona if that's where I have to go to see you guys at that point because I, I hadn't seen you guys yet. And then obviously, yeah, there was like that uh, full US tour that wasn't, um, I, I don't know if it ever got like officially announced because I know Greg, Greg had talked about it on here, but um, no, it was like in the process of being booked and like the mm-hmm. bands were there, and like a rough idea of the dates were there, but just shit just stopped when that happened. And Master Pause get canceled for the people listening mm-hmm. because of uh, COVID. That happened. We just didn't do it because uh, Andrew was like moving and so was Mike and they wanted to focus on that and not do like the week to Arizona. So we just uh, didn't do it. But I kind of, I mean, it's fine. But like, dude, like after seeing like some of the videos from that looked fucking great. And it would have been cool to do like a a New Jersey staple out in fucking Arizona. But apparently he's doing another Master Pause in Jersey again this year. So we'll see. Okay. And 
uh, was there ever any talks of uh, trying to uh, put that full U.S. tour back together? Because I know um, some of those bands no. are uh, still pretty active. No, I, I asked Joey Chiramonte, shout out to him, mm-hmm. uh, Koyo typecast. I was talking about it and he was like, it basically was just like, we're moving on to bigger and better things type of thing. So like, hopefully we'll still be doing one same time frame, but yeah. uh, different bands, you know, different whole thing. But, it, but as, go ahead. I just, I think as a band, frankly, we'd rather be like touring on the newer songs anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, in a negative into a positive, I'm glad that like we're focusing our touring efforts now just on the new record as opposed to the older stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And I am curious uh, when it comes to the new record and we're speaking about uh, doubt surrounds all, uh, when did you guys start writing this record? Because obviously there was like that big gap pandemic year. People had time to sit around and work, but I, I wasn't sure had this already been started before all that went down or did this happen during the pandemic? So before pandemic, we were playing. So on the new record, there's a song called When Time Stops. So we were playing that instrumentally for a couple shows before COVID. So I think we started that in December 2019, playing that just as an instrumental uh, a little bit different. Uh, you can, you actually you can see it on Hate Five Six. Like, there's like a couple of times we played on there. Um, we changed it up a little bit for the record, but that is an old song. That's from 2019. Um, besides that, I, I'm not kidding. We we like in March and April when shit shut down. Like the practice spot was still like low key. Fucking uh, having people come in, mm-hmm. you just have to call and like, you know, just be low key about it. So we were doing that. Um, trying to fucking write a little bit of the record and then uh it just like everyone's lives got too hard with like the with like covid and not being able to do shit and working like i was working almost 40 hours a week and i worked part-time um because no everyone quit besides me so uh (laughs) yeah so i was like a little busy i still school and everyone it was just hard to get around so like we kind of put a pause on it and then Dude, like it took forever for all of us to get together and actually finish up writing it. Like it took a really fucking long time. So most of the songs were written, I want to say like this spring, like before we uh, recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think back to like my earliest like memories of the record. And um, obviously I, I follow uh, Wyatt um, on Instagram and uh, social media. And I remember he, he had posted... Uh, something about you guys in the studio and i obviously uh i'm a fan of the band so I, I messaged him i'm like yo like what's up with that record and i, I remember him telling me he's like yeah this record's gonna be fucking awesome so th- that got me hyped because obviously I, I love the work that he does so when he's excited about a record i'm like okay cool that's yeah definitely something to look sure. forward to yeah like and jay correct me if i'm wrong like first of all why it's saying it's good is a high compliment because like i don't oh, think yeah. I, I don't think why it really says that to most people i mean we did our comp song with him last summer and he did not say anything about liking it he just did it for us so mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that was cool yep. but what's up jake he will tell you if he doesn't like something yeah I, for sure he's like this fucking sucks i hate this i'd rather fucking gargle with, with battery acid than listen to this so he will tell <laughs> <laughs> he literally will he, he doesn't care which is cool because like we'll have ideas and shit and if he doesn't like it, he'll be like, yo, this is dumb as fuck. Do something else. Like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And usually we'll listen because like, I don't know. We all take what he says pretty seriously and we all like respect him a lot. So he really did help us with that. But what I was going to say is um, nothing ever came. 
and fucking Scorched Earth. That's high note. Yeah, so Nothing Ever Came and Scorched Earth were written like last fall, and then everything else was written over the spring, basically. And um, if we, echoing off of like the, the when do we actually start writing it, when we went in to record Overcome for the one scene Unity comp, uh, we actually recorded fragments of songs that ended up on the record. Not not yeah. like we what we recorded there, mm-hmm. but when we Overcome, why it was like, oh, if you guys want to demo anything you have, we could just, you know, live track real quick. So a few of the songs that, that are on the record were actually, you know, part of those little fragments that we did at Wyatt. So, and they yeah. changed a lot of time. But that was really good for kind of helping us structure them initially. So yeah. thanks, Y. That's yeah, shout out to Y for that. Yeah, the only one that kind of stayed the same was when time stops. Just like the introduction of the song was different, but like mm-hmm. the other two are pretty fucking different from the demos. You could give the lore on uh, "Nothing Ever Came." How far that riff dates back? No, no, you do that. That's your that that's that's from your old band. You do it. Well, so so the "Nothing Ever Came." riff like like the actual stomp at the end that riff dates back to me a, a band i had with andrew called big brother way back it was way more metalcore mm-hmm. played much lower tuning it was a fun band to be in but we just kind of you know we, we laid it to rest years back but andrew had this riff for so long and we were always like you know we got to find the right time to use that let's not ditch this riff let's just always keep it in the back of our minds and then andrew started writing some of nothing ever came and, you know, he had the intro riff and he had the sort of groove part. And then that groove part ended. And I was like, dude, this is it. I think this is where we find it. <laughs> and then he played one day when we were jamming with Nick and we were like, oh, holy shit, that worked really well. I think this is it. So I'm glad that riff finally found uh, home because it's been kicked around for, in so many just different like recording processes and Big Brother and Shackled. So. So here it is. Finally, well, it's come. And dude, like I would love that because because Jake and Andrew have millions of voice memos of stuff they've done over the years, mm-hmm. and like, that has always been one of my favorites. And we'll always like, let's do it. Like, what can we do with this? And I was at work when they when they when they did made that song, um, and I listened to it at work. I was like, no fucking way <laughs> when I heard it. And um, actually, the uh, the vocal pattern on the end of it. So Jake sang in Big Brother, um, and. On the voice memo for that for that riff, he like says like nonsense, but like in a certain uh, a certain pattern. And I actually kept that pattern. The first uh, the I stand alone is what Jake said in that. So I kind of just um, drew inspiration from that, and I and I wrote what I think it should say after the I stand alone with his vocal pattern, which is I thought was cool. That's like deep lore that no one will give a fuck about besides maybe like three people like Brody will care. <laughs> <Jamie. Yeah. laughs> what is that? The Jamie seems to care. He likes yeah. the lore. Yeah. True. 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 That's awesome. You know, what's crazy is, um, so I just had on, uh, Sean from prospect on the podcast. Or, uh, okay. And you know, we're just like talking about like the, the local area and, uh, uh, through conversation, uh, you know, obviously I, I brought up shackled and then he brought up big brother and, uh, and, you know, obviously, like, I, I wasn't familiar with the band, but it, it's crazy to me that, um, you know, uh, yesterday I had this conversation with Sean. He talks about, uh, your old band. And then here we are today. And I had no idea. I, I had no plans to even bring it up or, or even to bring up the old band, but, uh, just somehow it found its way to the conversation. So I, I think that's, that, that's pretty cool that, um, uh, you know, I just heard about that band and here we are, um, totally different conversation and I'm hearing about it again. So no, I definitely appreciate that lore. I think. 
you know, little stuff like that. Uh, I, I, it's really cool to hear about because I, I would have never guessed that because listening to that single, it all just, uh, you know, sounded like it was written together. So to, so to hear that that one part has been with you for so long and now it's finally found its home. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also you'll get a lot of lore in this podcast. My bad, Jake. I will also credit Sean for being like the first dude to ever help me and Andrew out playing shows. I'll always credit him for that because Andrew and I, we were um, we were going to hardcore shows for a while when we were younger. But then when we really started playing hardcore and trying to, you know, in any form and trying to like tap into the scene a little bit, it was pretty difficult. And Big Brother was formed different lineup at the time and we were like we really want to play we're kind of playing this weird style of like metalcore whatever that want to call us what do we do and we're talking to sean and he's like ah, i got you i'll put you on a show so i'll always credit sean to giving us our first show and just like really playing into the scene we play into today he's a good dude yeah shout out to sean congratulations on getting married I'm oh sure yeah new, new prospect coming so check that <laughs> out if you don't know them yeah 100 percent so I uh, kind of want to so uh, want to break down the record, and uh, obviously for for everybody who's listening, the record will be out uh, tomorrow, th- the day that they're listening to this. So I uh, kind of want to go through just like every aspect of the record. But I want to start with the cover. Uh, I- I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, can you talk about uh, who designed it and how you guys came to that artwork? This is a very anticlimactic story. Okay, I said to Dom Paban, so he plays in Simulacra. Uh, he's the man, does really good art. I said, yo, do you want to do, so Andrew and I were talking about, do you want to do the uh, the art or the layout? He's like, I want to do the art. I don't want to do the layout. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I had to do the art. And then I went to Kyle Nyland from uh, Almighty Watching, Dead Emperor Fanzine, all kinds of shit. I was like, yo, do you want to do the, the layout and not the album art? And he was like, absolutely. I fucking hate doing album art. I was like, okay, this works perfectly. So... Dom originally had told us he wanted to do like um, hold it down mad ball, something like that. Uh, like something like fucking uh, based off that. We're like, sure, do that. Let's see it. Ended up not looking like that. But he sent us one thing that was like, so basically he was just like, yo, uh, send me some New Jersey landmarks. I want to see what I can do with this. So we sent him some. He sent us back like something with like uh, something from Asbury on it and Andrew's like, I don't like that. I don't want to use that. I was like, fair enough. It's whatever. So we were like, yeah, we don't want this. So he took another thing. So on the record is like a factory. Mm-hmm. And on the factory, the factory is actually uh, the Linden factory in North Jersey. So if you have ever taken uh, the New Jersey Turnpike North to the Holland Tunnel or Lincoln Tunnel or anything to get in New York, you see a massive fucking factory with huge smokestacks and shit. That's what that is. So it's actually a New Jersey, uh, a New Jersey factory on the thing and then everything else was really just his idea i just liked the way it looked i just liked the way it looked i thought that it kind of uh like the, the album title is called that surrounds all i think that the way the art looks like those people like walking into like this dark ass factory with like mm-hmm. the skull head on the back i feel like that just like imagery encaps- encapsulates what the album is called like i feel like that like fucking scared if you're walking to that thing you know what i mean and those guys are just walking in like whatever i think that uh I think that he did a really good job with it. Um, and I think it, the art is a little more serious too. And this is a more serious record. So everything about it, I like. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of it. When I, um, I, I always will look at the artwork and obviously listen to the music and, and try to see if uh, I like look at both and think that they match. 
And uh, you know, because sometimes like you'll see some artwork and it uh, doesn't sound what you think it does or what what it will sound like just based off what it looks like. So when I look at the cover of uh, Doubt Surrounds All and when I think about the music, I'm like, okay, I, I think it fits like totally fine. See, that's interesting you say that because I don't think it actually does fit that much. I thought that was cool because it didn't really fit. But mm-hmm. if you think that, I mean, dude, like art, everyone can think what they want about art. It doesn't matter. But I thought that like it was a little darker. Like the record's dark, but not that fucking dark. So I thought mm-hmm. like, uh, I thought it like the little bit of contrast was cool. But it, honestly, I see what you're saying as well. 100%. What do you think, Jake? I mean, I, I think it definitely fits. I think it can totally be interpretive. I mean, doubts around all can relate to many things, but I think just after the past year and a half, everyone's had, everyone could probably mutually agree that we're all on that page. Um, world's Dude. pretty fucked up. We could even do, and we could really spin it like that factory's bad for the environment and we're just doubting the corruption of the world around us or something like that. But or I'm, we I'm could also- spin it as there's a supply chain, a supply chain issue. That's also and that that stems from factories, and maybe yeah. those people are going to go uh, help fix the doubt we have with uh, things coming from factories. That that is true. We can spin oh, it. That is so stupid. <laughs> 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 it's not true at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm easy to please, though. Like you tell me this, I'm like, ah, so that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> but. But no, I think the art relates enough. I think it's just, you know, feelings of doubt are all over this record. Um, there's a lot of personal stuff lyrically. And then, you know, Dylan, I think you get a, you talk a little bit about, like, the state of the world today. Briefly. We try not to dive into that too much. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think the it's, it's a dark enough record where the art does fit. And I think there's all different interpretations um, for it and different directions we can take. So, yeah, um, I'm happy sure. This is the most I've thought about it, to be totally honest with you. For sure. Well, uh, yeah. that, that's why we do this. I, I, I try to I get a deep dive and want to know as much about it as possible because, you know, I, I've been staring at it for for a while at this point. So uh, well, I think curious. it's going to be really cool on the LP jacket. Like, I think it's like, like big like that. I'm a fucking LP. I think it's going to look really cool. Yeah. And then Kyle, I don't. you didn't see the, the insert. I can send it to you if you want. But Kyle did a really good job with that, too. 100%. Yeah, I, I would love to check that out. And shout out to Kyle. I uh, love everything that he does. He, he's awesome. And everything that he does for hardcore is super cool. For sure. Yeah, he's been doing literally almost all of our fucking designs recently. Because first of all, it's quick. Second of all, like everything I say to him that I want, he just does it. And I don't need to like, I don't know. It's just it's just so easy to work with him. So it's awesome. Dude, the whole rollout, he's done an amazing job with just the consistency of everything visually. Yeah. How Mark so- yeah, so like the three people we've asked to do art for this whole release, like all the flyers you've seen and shit, have been Dom for the art, and he did a shirt design, and then that was it for him. Kyle did like the insert, the back of the record. He did the announcement flyer. He did uh, like some merch we had. Like he did a shirt for the tour we did at End It, and he did a crew neck we're going to have on the tour that's starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, he he did a really good job of that. And then uh, my friend Jamie, who sings in a band called Ineptitude, you should check that out. Jamie, they're sick. He's another Jamie. Oh, um, wait, I'm pause yeah. real quick. I can't stop listening to that demo, and uh, he's coming on next month. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, cool. Let's go. I didn't even know that, but yeah. So um, Jamie and I are pretty good friends, and you know, we I was just like, I'll text him and be like, yo, like, just do this for me. Like, can you just like, he made the test press art. There's like a test press art that's coming out. He did uh, that flyer. 
uh, for all the November stuff. Like he did a lot of cool stuff too. So they've all been, uh, he also did a shirt design for us that we're going to have on the store too. So, you know, those three people have really fucking helped us out and shout out to all of them. Mm-hmm. 100% that that's cool and I uh, know you, you bring up that band and obviously I started listening to them after I had talked to uh, you know Steven from uh, Street Fight Records and he, yeah so I, I uh, he put me onto them and I'm just like damn this band I, I hope they get busy and start you know playing more shows and just getting out there more because when I listen to that demo like anybody that I talk to um, from Long Island I'm just like yo like like do you fuck with this man like do you know these kids like this band's super sick like if you're not familiar definitely check them out um and everybody yeah. that i talked to is uh has nothing or has said nothing but positive things about the band and the people in it so yeah they're they're awesome i think an attitude, like dude an attitude like no diss to jamie the first song and the last song of that demo are absolutely pointless and i think that a lot of people don't listen to it because they hear that but song two three and four are fucking awesome and i've every single time i said i'm like yo like skip the first song just get into it mm-hmm. and it's fucking great because it's just like an intro and outro they, they didn't need to do that and uh I think that was really good. I think whatever uh, they do next is going to be awesome. Well, his vocals are so good. So it's like, yeah. I just want to instantly because that that's like instrumentally. That's part of it. But his vocals, like Jamie's such an interesting dude. I feel like he crafted his own style with that. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And like a big part of the band too is like, I feel like um, like their appeal are the vocals and the drums. I think those are the best parts of that band. And like those together are like the guitars are cool, but like I think the vocals and the drums drive it. And I don't think there's a lot of bands that are like that. And that's why I think they're really interesting. Yeah. And I'm also curious too, because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even know what uh, Jamie looks like because I've, I've talked to like the band account and then obviously now his personal account on, on Instagram, but there's not much out there. Uh, so you'll know yeah. soon. He's jacked. <laughs> okay for sure De- definitely looking forward to that but um i want to uh, start going through the songs but i want to start a- out of order i just want to start with uh the second track first because um, that was the single that you guys uh put out through uh no echo last week uh I- i'm curious about uh why you guys chose that song to be the first song to come out um, why did we choose that i think just because it was like I think we all know what are the best two songs on the record. And I think that this was like, basically there's a top three. This is number three. And, you know, we didn't want to like spoil the whole thing with the best song. And like, mm-hmm. we've been playing the song live. Uh, so people have already heard it. We don't want to really spoil any of the records. Like playing, doing this song that we've been playing uh, made a more sense to, to me and Andrew, I guess, because Andrew and I uh, kind of, I guess, were the deciding factors there. But uh, Jake, do you remember anything else? Um, why we, I mean, I, I remember like our, like what we did with the lyrics. I mean, Dylan primarily wrote the song, but him and I were chopping up some different lyrics and like, there's definitely a personal touch to this. So like, you know, thinking back to the writing process for the songs, like, you know, I remember kind of diving deep for this one, but I think like, I mean, reasoning behind picking per se, I think, you know, it shows like we like to kind of showcase ourselves as a fast punk band, but still be hard hitting. And it has that riff in it that we've been waiting to, to use for so to long. Unleash. Let's fucking <laughs> fire this out. It's all yeah. right now. But I, sure. I think though it sets the pace for the record, but I don't think it defines it all. Like I don't think hearing that song, uh, you know, there's, there's probably a good amount of people that might think, oh, they're veering in that direction, like faster stuff, just more like stompy stuff. But but just rest- wait till you hear song one. Yeah, it is not <laughs> not like that, but I think it threads nicely. I think um plays into the flow of the record pretty well why it really kind of skills with the pacing 
um, in post-production and everything. But the song, really, it does mean a lot to me, like the little vocal section I do. I was going through, Dylan and I were going through similar stuff at the time. So like, yeah, like exactly. when we, that's why we did it together because we literally went through basically the same exact thing, like a month or two uh, apart. So, and I'll get into that when we get into it, but yeah, that's why Jake wrote part of it, like wrote that verse. Cause I was like, dude, like this is something I've been going through. You've been going through a similar thing, like almost the same thing. Like you should like, how do you feel about this? Like write a little bit for this part and you can sing it. And I thought that'd be a really cool fucking dynamic when I listen to the song and read through the lyrics, it seems like the song's about like going through some sort of like personal change or like a transition like point in your life. So, so the song, and if anybody's listening to this wants to read about it, um, I did a little bit in no echo, but I'll get more into it here. Um, basically, like I said, in no echo, as corny as it is, it's about like some sort of heartbreak I was going through. I had just gotten out of a relationship and I was like a little lost at that point. Cause you know, I feel like everyone has gone through that, but um, it was lost. Like you get out of this thing that you're familiar with and that you, I guess, rely on. And then you're thrown into this world where like COVID's wreaking havoc on everything. All you have to look forward to is going to fucking work the next day. And there's nothing like nothing enjoyable about life really. And I was just like writing about it. I was like, dude, like, I've gone through this before and I know I have like, this fucking sucks and I don't want to keep going. But I was like, I've gone through this before. I'll be fine. Like, and like in life, like you just have to get over shit in my head. Like you just like, like no matter what happens, like no matter if something's crashing down around you or if you're upset or if you're just like feeling like you don't want to fucking get out of bed, like you have to, like you simply do. So the last part of that song is like the first, the first section of the song is me just like getting my feelings out about it being like what why is this happened again why am i like why am i trying to, to 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 put the pieces back together basically like if i know that it i can never do it i can never get back to where it was you know what i mean i can never put this back together the way it was before and then at the end i was like you know what like i have to accept that this is happening i have to move on and i found my way back before and i can do it again basically and I'm curious when I'm reading through the lyrics, uh, you know, the, the word doubt reoccurs, uh, you know, throughout the song, uh, name of the record, doubt surrounds all. How do you get back to that place where you're not doubting yourself anymore? Cause, uh, I'm sure most people who, who are listening now have gone through heartbreak and, uh, they all kind of have their own ways, um, probably without even knowing, but, uh, ways of getting back to, uh, you know, their normal self without feeling, uh, you know, that sorrow and wanting to be happy again. But, I, but I'm curious, like, you know, for you guys, uh, how did you guys manage to do that, especially through these tough times? Cause it, it could be so easy just to kind of just give up, maybe fall into a, a routine, uh, shut everybody out and not want to, or not, probably not even, or maybe not even want to be able to, you know, uh, get back to like a happy place again or, or just to feel normal again. I feel like it comes from just learning from that rough process or the, that heartache or heartbreak or, you know, whatever it may be. Cause like echoing off Dylan talking about that time during COVID, you know, like dealing with, you know, the loss of, of someone in a relationship. I was dealing with the loss of some family members, things like that. And it feels like, you know, if your world is disappearing, I guess what you learn from that is keep who matters close and really appreciate the time you have on this earth. There's a lot of themes of time on the record and like how valuable it is, but how easy it can slip by. So I think it's really just, just, you know, uh, it sounds cliche, but just really just make use of the time you have 
make sure you're happy with what you're doing and you know every all the all the pieces kind of line up but at the end of the day like that negativity and doubt uh, still kind of remains so you yeah. just have to sort of make positive and realize you know there's like this this kind of like push pull quality to life and that's just like acceptance i think for sure and like i'll get into this now like I, you probably were gonna ask for that doubt so dsa as an acronym is not there's that is not my place to speak about that you have to speak to uh, mike about in our band mm-hmm. mike or andrew um about that but that surrounds all as a phrase as like an album title as, as that kind of just to me is like in your life you can't escape it like that like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now you don't know like there, you have doubt about people in your life about and in the record I go into is about people in your life about people coming into to spaces that 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 you've already been like people coming to hardcore specifically you have doubt about like people online that you see talking you have doubt about all this stuff like, like it's a, it surrounds you it surrounds everyone and like you can't really escape that and like you said like how do you how do you get over that doubt like you said like you said I say that in the song it's like you don't like you literally cannot and I think a lot of this record is just me like venting my frustrations about things like that not knowing why things are happening or like wanting things to be different and just being like it's more about accepting or just like being like I can't do anything about this so I'm just gonna have to like keep living my life and, and finding like like specifically for me like when I'm doing this band when i'm playing shows when i'm at a hardcore show and i'm with my friends like that's when i finally like i can let go of that for a little bit because i feel like all the time i'm overthinking and fucking just like basically just bugging out about everything and just when i'm at a hardcore show when i'm doing the band or when i'm around my friends like that i that i know understand how i feel like that's when i'm finally like or when i'm writing like that's when i know I, i'm good like i know i can i, I have like a little bit of peace from that um, which is why a lot of those songs are about that because I just kind of use that as like a way to vent and a way to express myself and a way to not think about all these things I'm always fucking stressing about at every moment of my life. Um, but to go back to your question uh, with like, how do you get over that doubt? Like you don't. And that's, a, that's what the final part of the song is. Like it's up to me to get through this and I have before and I will, and I'll just keep doing it, whether it's out of spite or like, because I want to, I always will basically. I feel like you just like unlocked something in my brain when you said uh, DSA and I'm like, wow, why does that sound so familiar? But that's the last track on uh, one way out. And now it's like, Oh, like I, 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 and for some reason I never even thought to think what DSA stood for. So now at some point I I would like uh, to talk to those guys and figure or, and hear their perspective on it. Yeah, it, it it means a lot of like it meant something different on that song. Like I, I wrote that song, DSA on the EP about a different uh, a different way you could use the acronym um, and like my take on it basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but this record, I did it about something different, and we uh, and and to to put it simply, DSA is just us. It's like our group. It's our friends. It's us basically watching out for each other. But if you want like a more in depth. Uh, a detailed description of what DSA is. Like I said, it's not really my place. You have to talk to Mike or talk to Andrew. Mostly Mike, though. For sure. No, we'll, we'll definitely make that happen at some point. Um, but okay, so uh, uh, that was awesome to hear about. Uh, nothing ever came about. Okay, let's jump back to the first track that you, uh, you know briefly mentioned, "Blinded." 
Uh, can you talk about uh, that song? Because uh, I feel like that, that was a, a great way to, to open a new record, right? I, f- I feel like it, it's like a, a a little bit of a awesome like refresher, and it's like okay, cool, like like here we are, we're back, and here's a, like a little new flavor. Uh, yeah, and for it, sure. yeah, so I, I think that was like a, a great song to um, pick to open the record with. Yeah, I, I thought that. I mean, Jake can speak on this more, um, and then I'll go into the, the lyrics. But uh, I thought that when we were in the studio, we were like, "Yo, we need to open this with like." Because it, it's arguably the heaviest song on the record, the hardest song on the record. So we were like, why don't we open with that? Like, in your face, like, we're not fucking around type of opening. Mm-hmm. And then go into the second song, which is a little bit faster. But, uh, yeah, like, I think um, opening it with that was, is I thought it was a pretty cool move and uh, a little bit different. Because I feel like people or bands, like, try to save that for a little bit later in the record. But us, we were like, let's just fucking just kick it off with this. Because we're confident in the rest of the songs. Like, let's kick it off with this hard-ass intro and take it from there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, I sometimes like with intros and stuff, it's just very like moshy. I, I, not to say I don't love stuff like that, but sometimes I feel like it won't have a ton of depth. But I think like like the lyrical content in this song, really, there's like a lot said in such a short amount of time. So between like the energy that the song brings with what's being said, I think it's a, a pretty cool intro because, you know, it is it is just like a bunch of fucking mosh riffs, <laughs> which is sick. But like like I said, there's just a lot to say in like a brief minute, and I think it gets executed pretty well with like the, the tone of the song and you know just like how it feels when it hits. And what, when I read those lyrics, like what I take from it is like you're uh, speaking about, uh, or you, you could be speaking about either like a group of people or like a specific person, like some fake motherfucker. Um, yeah. Okay. So like when I read that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I especially for like that that last part where it gets like you know uh uh really heavy and you know like obviously like the last line of the song i i just think that it's pretty heavy and super awesome and like that's like something that i'm like looking forward to hearing live yeah and it's kind of it's kind of like that um it's more it's more like deeper not deeper than like fake motherfucker but it's more like someone you really trust just basically so so the way i explained it to jake because i i sent these lyrics to jake before i did it i was like yo mm-hmm. like what do you think of these because jake and i write jake i write all the lyrics but i send them to jake basically i'm like yo what do you think of these because i trust jake's input on lyrics um because he wrote lyrics for a bunch of other bands like he gets it so i did it and i was like yo it, it, it's kind of like it uh, there's a lot of imagery in the song so it's like so like the first line foot to ground light escapes it's kind of like just being lost and like the uh searching for the eyes i'll let you take like you know how um uh, there's a lot of idioms that uh that represent eyes so like you you can have like uh like how eyes tell you something about mm-hmm. how a person's feeling so like that's basically me saying like someone stole like something that i had that like some kind of like uh positive thing that you could see that i had or something like that like you you, you took those eyes if you took that uh that spark or something like that um and here I am basically blinded. I can't see where I'm going, but I, I know that I'm going to fucking figure this out. It's a kind of like a recurring thing. I know I'm going to figure out how to get back to this previous state and uh, basically find my way back. And, and uh, the person who did this, like uh, can't be trusted. And, you know, for lack of a better term, because I'm really bad at explaining myself, fuck them. That that's really what that song is kind of about, but like, not just like some fake person, but someone you really trusted someone like that you held close to you that kind of uh uh betrayed you in a way so that's really that 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 song was i didn't really want to do another like no value type song Mm -hmm. um which is just about any person but this one was about a little bit more about someone who who, who's close to you doing that i think that's kind of represented the lyrics and you know 
uh the the one line like there's a line in the sand one that you can't break like like there's just some things that like you shouldn't be able to do someone to someone or like you shouldn't do to another person you care about and uh i will fight to to keep that boundary there basically and not let people step all over me what do you think jake no i i mean i definitely agree with everything said i don't think it's like you know, it, it might be taken as like this call out, like, oh, like they're trying to fuck someone up or something like that, <laughs> like that at all. Um, it just kind of ties into the personal themes of the record. And I think that like these feelings of feeling, you know, disillusioned and doubtful of everyone around you, you know, it, it, it hurts the most and hits the most when it's people you're close to. You know, it's easy to be mad at something for a second on the internet or what have you, but then time passes. It's just, you know, it doesn't mean that much to you, but you know, and the people like closest to you, something happens, whether it's someone does you wrong or, you know, you're dealing with a loss or whatever. Like you feel that sense of doubt, like we were talking about for the recurring theme of the record and blinded kind of just like takes all that head on. Like, you know, I want to be who I want to be. We want to be who we want to be. And like, we're not gonna, like Dylan said, let you cross that boundary. Cause like, this is where we are. And you know, this yeah. is, this is I'm that you cannot cross. Yeah, and um, the sealed your fate isn't about killing that motherfucker, even though yeah. maybe it would be. Like sometimes, in some cases, maybe it would be, but it's more like, yo, like you said, like like you've shown your true colors. Now everyone knows how you are, basically. These sealed your fate in that regard. Like you, 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 uh, you can't come out of that in a way. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking like just way too brutal because I, you know, go back to the line, uh, hand to mouth, you're brought to your knees. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's like the first step, uh, you know, to this killing. So, okay, maybe I shouldn't think so. <laughs> dude, dude so honestly, dark. like, uh, dude, like if someone does that, you want to fucking kill them. So I probably had that in my head when I was writing it, but it was more like, I don't know, dude, it, it, it was pissed off, but it was also like uh, upset or disappointed or something like that, like mm. all in the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but it's also like I feel like it has that tone of acceptance. Like I know what you've done. Like I can't. Do, you can't take this back. I can't make this different. I just need to go on in my life and understand that this is how you are, and you know, just not forget that. Yeah, and it, 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 it sucks to have to go through those kinds of situations because um, obviously, but people that are close to you, you would hope and expect that they're the, the people that you can fully trust. But when you know they expose themselves in certain situations, and you realize that you can't, yeah, it, it definitely is a bummer. But it's cool, uh, you know, things happen, um, and I, I guess uh, you know this song is a product of that. I guess that's like one of the good things. I guess, dude, like that, that mosh part. Like, I guess that mosh part could be a representation of just fucking stabbing this person or something. <laughs> <laughs> to your knees like i've never heard that's like i would say on par with you screaming about nick before tour like that, that. <laughs> wait tell that story tell that story <laughs> we just uh our band can be a little sloppy sometimes a little not uh, all right maybe uh, okay yeah a little dude mm-hmm. and like <laughs> or there was a thing where uh, nick was like you know he's nick's really busy with work he teaches students full-time music like every instrument and he was trying to find time to uh change the brakes or change the oil rather in the van and he's like oh i can't do it and dylan and nick were kind of arguing about it and dylan called me screaming like i was through my bluetooth (laughs) my top of his lungs about everyone in the band and then like i said to him something about how nick couldn't uh, uh, changed the oil and then he just Dylan screamed like it broke the sound barrier <laughs> I screamed because it broke his voice and I'd never heard that before but it was awesome and it makes me think of that that hand to mouth you fall to your knees line in the song just the intensity at which it was said 
Yeah, like, and now we now we make fun of it because I, I, basically the words I said were, "That's why," but it was like, "How, how would you say it?" Just I can't voice. recreate it. <laughs> so I was like, "That's why." <laughs> oh, but we were, we, we were saw all under heaven. Uh, Nick's other band uh, and Jake and Mike they played last night and we were just being fucking stupid before and we were just screaming random shit and then Nick goes that's why <laughs> which was about him which is funny that he was making fun of that we play if something serious happens like that an argument we turn it into a joke afterwards so, so that's good turn it yeah, into yeah. Fun- hell yeah no that's awesome that's something you should be able to do with your your close friends <laughs> like just look back and laugh those moments especially even though it, you know it could be serious or whatever it's, it's always awesome to be able to do that hey dude change the fucking oil <laughs> um so i want to move on to the the next track which is like the title track uh there's uh some guest vocals on there i'm uh, really curious to to know how you uh you know i got dan schultz to be on the record and why you chose him uh for, for the that song I, I always feel like the the title track of an album uh is important um uh but maybe it's not but i i always like uh, try to pay like special attention to that because i feel like okay it's, it's the same name as the record um has to have some sort of significant meaning so th- the fact that uh, you know there's guest vocals on there um, obviously, I, I'm friends with Dan, like Dan a lot, but I'm just curious how uh, you know that relationship um, happened because I, I that, that was something that, that I wasn't expecting. So the way Dan got on the record is I had ideas for people to go on, and Dan wasn't one of them. Andrew says, "Yo, Dan's in the city." And I was like, "See if he wants to come over here, basically." Mm. Or he was, or he asked if he'd come over. We're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, if Dan's gonna be here, he should just sing on it," and that's literally all that happened. It wasn't anything crazy. Like I didn't even know it was gonna happen. I, I and also like half that song I wrote in the studio. So I was like, oh, I'll just so when we went back to uh um Andrew's girlfriend's house, we uh slept at her house. Um I like wrote the rest of it there and I was like, Oh, like how how would Dan Dan sings this like slower, like you know, like my shit's really wordy and fast. He's a little slower and not as wordy, and he kind of like it's like kind of like does each word like has its own thing so i was like all right let's do a little bit of a, a slower type of thing for him so that's how his part came to be and one of the big things with guest parts for me is i like when they're longer i don't understand the point of having someone come all the way to a studio to record a line so kind of wanted him to have his own little part to shine on mm-hmm. um yeah and i think he did a really good job with it um i'll get into the lyrics after jake talks about the music because he knows more about the shit than i do but this is actually one of the songs that uh was on those demos that we were talking about, but mm-hmm. it was fucking, it was very, it's very different now than what it was. And I'm yeah, curious, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, real quick. I, I'm curious when, uh, you know, when Dan was coming to the studio and you were like halfway through writing the song, was this always going to be the title track? Did, did you guys know that before? Yes, this is all, there's going to be a title track. Um, as long as I can remember it, that song did not exist for very long. I think we finished that song a month before we recorded. So like, I had what each song was going to be about and um, uh, the song about my interpretation of that's runs all like that, that, that part of the acronym was didn't exist yet. So we were like, okay, this this is the song about it. Um, But yeah, that song, that was the last song written. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was, I mean, it originally had like a good half of the instrumentals written that we, we recorded that at Wy- at Wyatt's when we recorded over Calm. I mentioned how we did um, some demoing, mm-hmm. and you know, we had 
the solid first half written, but it was really a case of let's not rush this. We didn't know where it's going to go. A lot of times with our writing, it flows really naturally. Sometimes we can bust out a whole song. Other times it's like, all right, we got to this point. There's really no other ideas flowing. But I think Andrew really sat on it for a while. That was primarily Andrew on guitar. And he really, um, he came up with some really cool riffs for the end that played well into Dan's part, which I think is what led to getting him on there ultimately. Actually, a funny story to- about that. Do you remember how the song came to be when we were at Andrew's house, just hanging out, just you, me, and him, and uh, we were trying to write 47 different songs. And then I was like, Andrew, just fucking try using cheese. Like, just try it. I know you say you hate it, but just try it. And he was like, how does it go again? And I played it off my phone with the demo. He was like, holy shit, you're right. And then we wrote it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, was, <laughs> what was the riff he added? Uh, the, the last two. No, so, I know, but what, is, what does he call it? Oh, the Napalm Death riff. The Napalm Death riff. But I think that's like he wanted it to be sort of like when it drops at the end, sort of slow and like a little, not to say it's, it's like death metal at all, but like, you know, have that quality. And that's really like where I think Dan's role came in hot. And like, I'm, I'm glad we got him for that. Cause I mean, especially with what you wrote as lyrics, it, it really just fit well, but the song came a long way. It evolved a lot with the riffs, but I'm glad it was sort of like this. It was like bookended by like an Andrew idea. One, yeah. you know, it was for the moment thing. And the other came later on. It worked really well. Yeah. Cause it's like a risk with certain songs. Like sometimes when we just write a whole song at once, it's like, wow, that works. When we did this all at one time, we know it connects. So other times it's like, ooh, we have to write this other part, but is it going to even make sense? It's like, hopefully it flows. But I think, you know, in this case, it, it definitely worked out. And like, it's probably one of my favorites on the record, like in the top two, at least. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And um, it's one of my favorites too. But uh, yeah, like Andrew was like, for months, he was like, fuck that song. Fuck that song. We're not using it. Fuck that song. And like, we finally like played him. He was like, holy shit. I forgot what it sounded like. And he was like, I'm, he was sexy. Man. He was like, yeah, like, dude, I'm pretty good at guitar. I, I always forget that. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> um, and also on the, on that song is a tambourine. Um, when it, uh, goes into that like chill part where Dan first comes in, there's a tambourine on there. And whose idea was that? Cause that's, uh, I always like when bands, uh, hardcore bands incorporate other instruments. I, I think it's really awesome. I think that was uh, Nick and I. Okay. Yeah. I, I was talking to Nick. I was like, yo, like, let's, let's put it. Cause you know, Nick plays drums, tambourines, percussion. I was like, dude, like, let's put a tambourine somewhere. We we're listening to it. And then we finally found that chill part with just like the cool, like baseline. We're like, yeah, the tambourine would fucking sound great here. And it actually came out really cool. And who played the tambourine? Nick. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, percussion master. Yeah, for sure. Multi-instrumentalist. Okay. And okay, I w- want to pause real quick because um, since we're uh, speaking about the drummer, I'm obviously through the uh, you know shackled uh, history. There, there's been this uh, uh, a person credited uh, for drums here and there. Uh, Kevin Sardi, if that's how you pronounce it correctly. Can yeah. you speak about who that is? Kevin is our original yeah. drummer. He's one of our best friends. Um, and like he's still in our band chat and stuff. He just yeah. he started the band with us, and uh, basically he's like a consultant for everything we do, like music wise. Because mm-hmm. um, you know he, a big part of our band is we all come from different places with shit we like with music, and Kevin comes from the weirdest place. But also like, I guess if we're coming from like a a catchiness or like a good song or like music theory or something like he comes, he's like, yeah, like this sounds like shit here. This is too repetitive. Like shit like that. Mm-hmm. He always comes in with those cool ideas. Like mind's eye, how the riff goes. 
It used to just go the whole song. And when we wrote it with Kevin, because he was original member, he was like, dude, we have to change that. So like little stuff like that, he's really good at. Um, but yeah, we credit him on everything because he just helps us out with everything. Like he always has, uh, even if we don't take his advice, he always has some good advice. He always helps us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he's one of our really good friends and thankfully he's still involved, even though he, uh, he quit to become a doctor. So shout out to Kevin. Wow. Be a doctor or being shackled. That's a tough decision. I mean, I know what I would pick, but. Uh, I guess he's not really down for it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, but but I, I think that, that that's awesome that uh, you guys are also friends. You guys have that respect for each other to, you know, still be able to, you know, help each other out. So I, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned him. Yeah, I make sure I always put him in there um, just so, you know, he, he does help a lot. What do you have to say about Kevin, Jake? Anything good? What do I have to say about Kevin? Anything, um, anything bad? Can I hear it? He has a mean streak for sure. He's a fucking asshole. (laughs) He could sometimes really bust your balls and chap your ass when that's not the vibe at all. But aside (laughs) from that, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a smart guy and has like a band consultant. Um, you know, he's he's benefited the songs a lot. He has good ideas, but he can be a a fucking dick. Jamie, have you ever met someone who makes a joke but doesn't know when to stop and like hours later he'll continue making the joke? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's him. Okay. <laughs> it, as always, it's someone else's expense. So, like, mm-hmm. he'll say some shit about Jake, and he'll say it all, or he'll do it all fucking day. Even when everyone has stopped laughing, he'll just keep doing it. That's kind of what he's like. Interesting. Well, hopefully, one day I can meet him, see what he's like. You maybe? He, I think he's coming to FYA, so maybe you will. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious about the the lyrics. Uh, you know, the, the first line: "Heart stops. My time has uh, come once again." Yeah. So basically the whole song is about, I wrote it about anxiety, but also like specifically COVID anxiety, okay. if that makes sense. Cause like, I'll be honest, I'm not a guy who was really fucking, I mean, I stayed in my house for a month or two, but after that I was like, I'm at work every day. I do not care anymore. So to be honest, I was not very uh, careful for a little bit. Uh, if you're listening and you care about that, sorry. But, um, yeah, it was more about it was more about like uh, just like anxiety of like not knowing what's gonna happen next, not knowing like like just and, and, and like people around you like getting fucked up like financially or, or like thing, bad things happening to them and just doing, like so like that's kind of what the song is about. I gotta remember the lyrics because I'm a fucking idiot. I don't remember that, but uh, like cast out by the faces that dealt the killing blow. It's just like people basically about people just not caring. Um, like maybe those who are in power or something like that, not really caring about how other people feel just as long as like they're fine and like going down and like from the anxiety standpoint, going down a path where nobody can see you, you don't know where you're going. And it seems like all these people are fine and they're all like mocking you from, from, uh, from like where you can't see them and like things like that. It's just kind of like a, a song about imagery again. I'm really bad at explaining things, um, but I hope you're kind of getting the gist of this. Mm-hmm. It's just about, uh, it's just kind of like feeling stranded, feeling alone, even though you're, even though there are people around you, but like not trusting them, being doubtful of them, things like that. I find it interesting when you mentioned, uh, you know, you had to go into work during the pandemic. So you just kind of got over it. 
and I, I, I never stopped working. Right. And I, I felt yeah. like the, like all of 2020, I was just kind of like waiting for like my turn to, to get it. Cause I was obviously I, I would wear a mask. I, I never wore gloves. I'm, I'm gonna put that out there, but, um, I, I wore a mask. Uh, you know, I, I tried to stay the six feet, um, when that was a thing. And I tried my best to stay as healthy as possible and not really do much right i would go to work i would hit the the k-pop store i would come home and that was it um yeah. and and it wasn't until i actually got it which was like earlier this year i i i felt like this weird sense of relief because i was like okay cool <laughs> I, I i finally got it i beat it um and then i i eventually got vaccinated and i was just like okay cool like um I'm, I'm not as like, obviously it, it's still a thing. So um, I, you know, still believe that it, it, it can still kill people, but it's just not as crazy yeah, for sure. as it was, you know, like last year, right? Like, we have way more knowledge on it. There's way more, you have more knowledge. You have more, you have more vaccines and like, dude, mm-hmm. like I, I wear my mask anywhere I have to, mm-hmm. if I don't have to wear it, I'm probably not wearing it, but mm-hmm. if I have to, I don't mind doing it. It was just, uh, and I actually got vaccinated in March. Like I was one of the first people, like in the first month I got it because mm-hmm. Uh, of where I work, I work at a Walgreens. So they were just, if they had like expiring doses from people who just didn't show up, they would just give it to employees. So I got mine really, really early. Um, yeah, but it was just like, um, I couldn't really do much. It's not like I was out fucking gallivanting everywhere, but you know, I wasn't as careful as a lot of other people were, but I was wearing my mask. I was, I just was hanging out with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember when the initial scare happened, like when checkers. you really, re- what'd you say? Checkers. checkers. Yeah. <laughs> month i didn't see anyone i think a lot of people like besides going to work like no one saw like a soul and when dylan and i first met up like i showed up like looking like a hobo hair was, <laughs> hair was long we were like chilling for the first time in forever we're like uh what's up like it was kind of <laughs> yeah. well we went to a checkers and and we like we didn't even go to the drive through like, we went to the checkers and we walked into the, do you have you ever been to a checkers no i'm, I'm not familiar all right, so it's like a it's a it's a fast food place, but it's like drive through or walk up only. So we go to the walk up inside. It's like April. It's like a month later. Um, I haven't seen anybody in that month, and I finally hang out with Jake, and we're like, "Can we walk in here right now? <laughs> like, will they take our order?" We walk in, and we're like, they, "We were like, what are they gonna say to us?" And they just didn't care at all. They were like, they were just like, "Yeah, what do you want?" And we were just, it, it was just weird that we were like what's going to happen when we walk into this checkers right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we were just hanging out in the car and we were like, this is fucking crazy right now. Like, it felt insane. Just like hang out with someone. Cause you thought you were like, you were like doing something really wrong. You're like, how, how can we do this right now? But you know, and then I thought about it. I'm like, Dude, look, I was seeing fucking so many people every, cause like I work retail. So I work at a Walgreens and Walgreens where sick people fucking go to get better. So like when I was working, I was like, dude, like, there's probably a thousand fucking people with COVID walking into this place, not knowing, or like, just like, cause like there would be people coming in and they'd be like, yeah, like, I don't remember exactly what the story was, but someone really came in and they were like, yeah, like I have COVID. I need another test to know if I don't have it anymore. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he was like, well, the drive through is closed. I was like, okay, come back tomorrow. Like, why the fuck are you walking in here right now? Like stupid shit like that was happening to the point where at a, at, like at a certain point I was like, dude, I cannot like go here, stress out about my job, go home and stress out. Like I have to, something has to like, I need to fucking relax somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah, it really was stressful. I, I remember I, I used to carry like a pack of gum with me 
uh, and like on my way to work, I would like just chew a stick. I'm like, okay, cool. I still have my sense of like taste. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't have COVID today. Uh, just go about my day. That was my uh, weird uh, self-testing, which uh, probably didn't even work. I don't know, but yeah, it might have. It might have. <sighs> yeah, I, I was always paranoid too, because like when um I would just like this littlest thing, right? If I would sneeze or something, I'd be like, oh shit, it, 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 this is it. Uh, but yeah, it, it didn't happen until literally January of this year. So I was one of the uh, you know, people who got it in 2021. Um, but somehow I never got it. So no, that, that's awesome. I, I yeah. envy you. I, I feel uh, I, I was infected. So it's all Dude. Well, you're here now, which is what matters. 100%. Um, yeah. Even now, I, I, I'm uh, obviously I, I still try to follow the rules. So it's, it's always interesting because uh, out here in Southern California, not everyone's on the same page at this point. So it's like, you know, some places like require it, some places don't. So I, I, I always have to stop and like read the sign on the door to figure out like what their protocol is so I can follow it. Cause I'm not trying to you know stir up any problems or anything. I'm just trying to, yeah. uh, wherever I'm at, I'm just trying to just do my thing and, you know, leave. Yeah. And the rules are just easy to follow. Like the people that freak out if someone tells you to put on a mask, it's like you wasted more time arguing than if you just put it on, got what you needed and left. Like, and then just took even it if off. you don't want to wear it. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just like who gives a shit just if someone's uncomfortable wear it if they're not yeah. and you're not then don't like it's I mean, really dude, like, just that easy <laughs> like at my job we had a we had like two months from like may to july where we didn't have to wear masks anymore and all of us were like okay we'll just stop wearing masks and then like in july they're like okay delta you have to put your mask back on until further notice we we're like okay and now i wear a mask at work again like it just doesn't fucking matter that much um Everyone who cares about it is such a fucking pussy. But like, yeah, like yeah, I just put on at work, and if I don't need to wear it, like in Jersey, you don't really need to wear it anywhere. So mm-hmm. like, when I'm not at work, I don't wear it. Like it's fine. But when I am, I just wear it. And if some place like the fucking train or something's like, yo, put it on. I'm like, okay. Like I went to the Apple store the other day to get my AirPods replaced because they were faulty. Mm-hmm. They're like, do you have a mask? I was like, no. They're like, okay, here's one. Can you just put it on? I was like, yeah, sure. Like it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I when I was in uh, Wilkesbury a, a couple of weeks ago, I I obviously asked because it was my first time ever being there. I'm like, yo, like, what's like the mask policy out here? And there's like, oh, there really isn't one. Like, you're fine. So I was like, okay, this this is kind of like back home because like w- like the county that I live in, most places uh, I don't require it anymore. But like if I go to like L.A. or something, uh, places still like require the masks. So yeah, yeah, it's like all right, this is just you know. Uh, not just really skipping whatever a beat. you gotta do just do it like yeah. it just doesn't need to be a whole fucking thing in my opinion 100 i i definitely agree um but uh, uh getting back to the song um uh you know the the, the last line you know, can't see what's in front of me and doubt surrounds all um it you know i, I think just, that oh go ahead what, no, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, no I, I was saying that's a. I, I like that you ended, um, or the, the last line of the song is like, uh, you know, the title track and you know the, the name of the album. So yeah, I kind of just feel like that that line just kind of like encapsulated how I feel on the whole record. Like, what, like I said before, like you don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow, ten minutes from now. You don't know what's in store. Like, and that's I think like something that people can be like can stress people out or it definitely stresses me out like sometimes like not knowing what the fuck's going to go on or what like no matter what happens or how something's going to unfold or something i feel like that definitely uh makes me a little nervous or upsets me sometimes or something like that and that's just kind of what that uh line is and also on this uh, song 
it calls back to DSA on the other record. It uh, repeats lyrics. So the uh, um, the ones who pull the strings, cut them loose. Um, that's a thing I said on DSA on the last record too. Um, just because like it, it, it that's um, on the, on DSA, it's uh, whoever's pulling the strings has cut mine away. Uh, this is just like reiterating like I, that's just feeling alone and feeling like you don't have anything to fall back on or anyone around you or or, or something to help you. And also on Nothing Ever Came, that uh, that also has a lyric from, um, so the, I dug my own grave to lay in wait. Uh, that was from Force of Habit on the EP, which was about a similar, uh, a similar situation I found myself in when I was writing that song. And uh, this is this song was just a progression of that after I learned a little bit more and uh, gone through the same thing twice. Uh, it was just uh, me exploring the topic further and uh, kind of like a little bit of closure on it, if that makes sense. Like learning a little bit more and understanding it more. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love these uh, callbacks to, to the older songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that before. That's my bad. I'm like, there's there's a lot going on, dude. Like. I was ready to fucking pull my hair out writing these lyrics. So there's a lot, there's kind of a lot going on in them, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think it's awesome because I'm thinking about, you know, having to come up with lyrics and obviously you, you're going to want to produce uh, the best that you can. And then obviously it's going to be judged by, you know, a fuck ton of people. So yeah. you, you, yeah, it, it, I, it, that's the, like when I think about shit like that, I'm like, damn, like that's, uh, a, a crazy process to have to go through, right? Because obviously you're going to want to uh, put out your best effort, um, but also try not to worry about that aspect as well, right? Because it's just like, okay, we're, we're going to put these out. And obviously, um, everyone's going to have something to say about it. Uh, so it, yeah, I, I can see how it can be stressful. I was a little more worried about that on the EP. And mm-hmm. I think the way I wrote those lyrics is different. I think I was trying a little, not that they're not genuine. They're all genuine lyrics, but I think the way I was delivering them was trying a little too hard to like, make them accessible or make them like good, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And on this record, I kind of like um, just try to get over that a little bit and uh, just kind of speak. Not that the lyrics were not genuine, but speak more genuinely, more like stream of consciousness, kind of not like overthink all the lyrics, even though I thought very much about them. I was just like, I need to write this in a different way. I need to write this more like I'm writing it and not like what I think it should sound like, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Jake? No, I, I, I think, iPhone. like, yeah, am I coming in all right? Just because, like, no, I'm, I'm just call. fucking around your name on his iPhone, which I thought was funny. Oh, uh, um, no, I mean, I think, like, structurally, you did a, a good job with the lyrics. And I think the little bit of, like, planning we did, like, Dylan and I spent a good amount of time on the phone, like, discussing certain aspects of the lyrics. But, you know, I think just, like, trying it all to, you know, create some meaning within the songs is super important. And, like, I love, hardcore that's just fucking fight music don't get me wrong i think it's just what this what this showcases our influence of just like different music that really like strikes a chord emotionally and like how deep it goes so you know we try to tie that into shackled in certain ways and just make everything sort of have like this this consistent theme i think like bringing up like the little easter eggs from past songs to shows that like we're still the same people still have the same message and we want to continue driving that message home in unique ways but at the same time, like, you know, bring back some elements of the past to show, like, you know, we're, we're staying, we're the same people and yeah. we're trying to like, you know, carry the same message with us in each chapter of the band. For sure. Like I, I love bands that are like, dude, like I love a lot 
I love hardcore. I love fucking mosh bands. I love bands that are pissed off, angry, like like the band. Like, dude, I love Enemy Mind, and I love it's just stupid comparison, but like I love Enemy Mind. I love, and I love like a political band, like maybe I don't fucking know, like Have Heart. Uh, I'll, I'll go to the, the classic. Like, I don't really think either is bad. I think both have places, and I love both of them. But mm-hmm. uh, and clearly, like listening to our band, you know we love mosh parts. You know we love fucking like uh pissed off or like violent music but for the band for me is more like and i but i also and jake and i both we talk about this all the time and everyone in the band really likes this we also like a lot of emo bands a lot of like softer shit a lot of like um things like that and i think uh being able to relate to music in that way is really important to me specifically which is why i write music that are that are about and lyrics that are about my personal experiences and how I feel, I guess, um, which I think maybe some people think is whack, but um, it's just what I want to write about. It helps me out, helps me express myself, and and I literally do feel better writing them and putting them out there because, like, even though like the next song, all I fear what we're gonna go over is a fucking miserable song. Like, it felt good to write. It felt me feel a little better, and it, I'm I'm happy it's it's out there and like the things I'm feeling are now like, or I was feeling, or maybe I feel them again. Like they're out there. They're, they're permanent in a way. And I know that I've been through this before and I can get through it again. If that makes sense. Or anybody can say like, Oh, this person's been through a similar situation as me. They're still here. I can do that too. Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate the, the more like personal lyrics. Uh, Cause everybody goes through things. So when uh, I feel like when people listen and just, uh, you know, uh, and if they take the time to, to read the lyrics and go through stuff and kind of realize like, okay, this guy is, uh, you know, writing about like, you know, personal stuff. I, I feel like there's like a better connection there and people probably appreciate that more than something super generic, right? Where it's not, uh, you know, where it can just kind of be just about anything, but the fact that you're like tapping into like these things, especially to hear that, uh, you know, uh, having uh, like these songs be like an outlet for you. I, I think that is awesome. Cause obviously, like, like I said, we all go through our, our own stuff. So for you to be able to have this outlet and, and put it out there and who knows what kind of influence you're going to have with these songs. Cause obviously, um, you know, there's gonna be a ton of people that listen to it and, um, you know, not knowing, but you might be helping somebody out uh, just by uh, having these songs created. Yeah. And like, another thing is like my bad Jake, if you're just trying to stop, I'll say one more thing, but like, I don't know. A lot of Harker lyrics are fucking terrible. And not that I think bands that have terrible lyrics are bad, but like something actually like you can tell that they were like, we need to say something here, so let's just write it down. And mm-hmm. um sometimes I find myself like writing too much because I'm like, I don't know. I, I just I'm a I'm a big lyric head kind of. So I was like, you know, like I don't really want to be that bad. I want to like have something here. Like, and that's why I pull from like deep parts of myself and like things I'm feeling because I know if I do that lyrics will actually whether someone cares or relates to it or thinks they're good or bad whatever but i know that they'll have substance if that makes sense which is important to me 100 percent. jake were you gonna say something oh yeah i i think like i mean lyrically it's not like we're trying to reinvent the wheel with lyrics but i think at least with this record you know to dylan is the vocalist so a lot of his personal stuff that happened in his life but i think in a majority of the songs they're kind of general enough um, where, you know, like I said, Dylan and I would go back and forth on lyrics and we're kind of considering everyone in the band and like all of our like life experiences where we can kind of like relate to each other and meet in the middle. So we wanted to write something that we all feel 
Cause like with this record, I'm really excited to perform it and everything mainly because like, I truly like feel the songs a lot. And it's like, you know, when you're seeing a band you love and it's like, for whatever reason you love them, like, let's say you really, their lyrics really resonate with you. It's like, I'm feeling that with these songs, like, you know, like I'm proud of what we came up with and like, I can definitely relate to a lot of aspects of it. And I think the rest of the band can. So hopefully with that, other people can as well. And, you know, like Dylan bringing up some of our influences, like saying, oh, you know, we like some emo stuff and softer stuff. And like, I think there's ways to do that in hardcore without just changing your your sound. Like we want to still be shackled and keep our same sound. But yeah, let's like, we just wanted to go a little deeper with the lyrics because we like the hard parts. We don't want to go too melodic, but we wanted to try to infuse that, like, you know, writing with, with metaphors and writing with like personal experiences and this and that, like do it, but, but fit those lyrical themes into a shackled song. And like, I like that, like, sometimes we take the approach of really writing to the instrumental and like, you know, how are we going to layer this? How are we going to stack that? Is this going to come in on the mosh part? Should this just be a mosh part? So like we do, you know, we think hard about all those things. So, and sometimes it's a grueling fucking process, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, for sure we, we do, we do, we do try. Yeah, no. And I, I definitely uh, appreciate the effort. That's why. Um, you know, I, I wanted to do this podcast because, uh, you know, on, on top of being a fan of the band, uh, you know, uh, uh, reading these lyrics, I, I wanted to be able to go through them and uh, not just for myself, but for uh, other people out there. Because I know there's uh, people who are going to be listening that are just as curious as I am about you know the the meanings of all these songs on this new record. Yeah. So uh, moving on to to the next track, uh, you know, uh, Dylan, you briefly mentioned it. Uh, all I feared. Um, when I listen to this song, when, when I get to the the last line, uh, um, all that I fear is me, uh, and, and this is like my interpretation, right? I, I you know go through the song, and then I, I even think about like cer- certain situations in my life, and uh, there's always been points where I always question, um, like, fuck, have I got, have I not gotten to where I want to be because of myself? Like, am I the problem? Uh, did I you know, do certain things to just kind of shoot myself in the foot? Uh, and I, I, it doesn't happen all the time, right? I, I, I try to be as confident as I can be, but then sometimes I uh, have to take a second to stop and think and question certain situations. Uh, but I've never really found that answer, right? Because uh, as far as I know, I'm doing as good as I can with my life, right? I'm, I'm you know, kind of going on this weird path. Uh, I, who knows if this is all pre-planned out or if this is, uh, you know, uh, one of many times that I get to live through this life, who knows? But I, I'm just curious about, uh, you know, what this song means to, to you guys and if you can break down the lyrics. So you're absolutely right. And it's like, you said, like, uh, who knows the answers? Like, that's a big part of the song because a lot of the song is asking questions. You know? mm-hmm. Is this all there? Is is there another way? When I'm gone, what will they think? Why am I almost my own worst enemy? Uh, who are you to say things fall into place? Like all those questions. Like I don't know the answers to them. I still don't have them. But like, like you said, like it's a it, it's a song about understanding that a lot of the things that happen. I'll I'll talk about myself just for this, and whoever wants to make it about themselves, they can do that. But for myself, it's like understanding that a lot of like the things that happen to me, or like a lot of things the way. A lot of the way that I feel sometimes goes back to me and things that I've done to myself or like being at odds with myself or not being confident or not believing in things that I can do or, or, or things like that. Just being, I guess, insecure in a way. It's a, it's a big song about that and just like fearing yourself 
and and the things that you might fuck up or the things that you might do or how you might handle a situation or, or doing the wrong thing when you should have done this and basically overthinking that and just like that just being so exhausting and stressful and miserable and just not even wanting to fucking deal with it anymore because no one wants to do that um but in the song i say like i took it i said never walked away it's just like i have this fear of myself but every, I, every single time i get into that 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 mindset i have to just basically like i said before it's just a lot of the way i live my life is shit happens and you have to fucking get over it and you're not the only one that feels this way so that part of that song is that lyric and it's like uh even though i feel like this and i'm going to talk about it and i'm going to say all the shit like i understand that like this is something i need to deal with you know what i mean mm-hmm. what do you think jake and yeah, the song's this- fucking miserable too like i almost didn't want to put it on the record and i hit everyone i was like yo is this too like depressing to put on they were like no it's genuine so put it on but i think the song is pretty fucking miserable if i heard this on a record i was like good god yeah (laughs) this song means a lot to me i don't know if it's my favorite on the record but it's the one i feel the most like passionate about i guess in the sense of just how i can relate to it like dylan just said i think everyone in the band can relate to it and i i do think although many won't admit it i i do feel as though um, a lot of times when you find yourself in, when you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling kind of negative, maybe bitter towards others, um, um, it's really it's more about yourself than it is about anyone else. Like I've found myself in situations where like, oh, I'm mad at everyone. I feel like everyone around me hates me, whatever it is. But all that is is just me feeling insecure about myself. So because of that, I'm not my best self in that moment. So it's not necessarily blaming everyone else, but it's like blaming the environment around you. Like, well, if this happened, I wouldn't be like this or this or not. But it's not. It's because you don't feel good about yourself and it's not always easy to feel good about yourself. Um, but it's all about understanding that and understanding that like it's not everyone else. Like that's why there's like parts of it that that's like, who are you to say things from the place or like images of you burned the back of my eyes so I can't get past your lies. It's like snap kind of like trying to snap out of that and being like they it's not about them it's about fucking me right now like it's it's not anyone else's fault but mine like uh, sure at certain points it is it, it, other people do fucking snake you which is what like song what blind is about but and this one it's like trying to like stop blaming other people and being like you need to work on yourself in a way that's awesome sorry to cut you off jake no, exactly. It's just about that that acceptance. And, you know, I only like I'm only understanding this more with age, just like realizing it's more about like the path that you're on and how you live your own life and the choices you make can make you feel better. Or they can make you feel worse. So when you're feeling like these bitter thoughts and really all that is, is just anxiety, in my opinion, when you feel paranoid or like oh, someone's out to get me or this or that, it, it's really just you. And like the choices you make can either prevent that or they can really, you know, dig you in a deep hole that you can't get out of at times. And, and, you know, so that line, like all that I fear is me, like, it's just kind of us at the end realizing like that, that's in this moment that we're writing about, we're our own worst enemy. And that's and I think it's so important stuff. and why I wrote this. It's so important to understand that. I think that a lot of people that I know and a lot of people in general may, may not like, sometimes I automatically go to that because I, 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 I've, force myself to understand like yo like like sometimes it's fucking you like you need to handle your shit basically i think that if a lot of people i think a lot of people need to understand like sometimes like 
you got to like dig deeper and look at yourself and be like, why am I feeling like this? Like, I know that I'm not this fucking worthless fuck up, but why do I feel this way? And you got to just like dig deep and understand and like kind of come to terms with it and figure out a way to get out of that mindset. And that's kind of what I do all the time. And, and I try to try to do for myself at all times, which is why I wrote this song. It, like I said, it's, I guess it's, 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 it's depressing, but it's also like, I don't know, in a way it's like uplifting because like that understanding is really important. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, when I listened to that song and read those lyrics, I, I could definitely identify with it because I've done it, you know, hundreds of times. I, I I still do it. So, yeah, that's the when I'm gone. What will they think? It's like, first of all, like it, it, you gotta just like understand that like most people like will be fucking upset about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you gotta snap out of them because like in the song, the way it's delivered, I think it's like no one will give a fuck but like it's more like yo you gotta like know like okay you think that but it's not true that makes sense yeah that's 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 why like all those questions are in there mm -hmm. yeah you can't really gauge you know who's who's gonna care about you when you're gone you know yeah for sure um besides the depressing ass lyrics i think this song is my favorite and it's probably our most uh i don't know what the word is like uh I don't know. We we tried a lot of different things on it. We tried a lot of new things on it. It's a little has like a hook. I don't think we've really done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a pretty heavy part. Um, I don't know. We tried we we tried a little bit. This song's a little different, and I think uh, it, it went really well. What do you think, Jake? I'm I'm very hyped on the riffs in this song too. Like I love that. Like it's hard to write a song where it's like you love the lyrics and you really love the riffs too, but. Like me personally, I really think we we achieved that on this. Like I'm I'm just proud of it all around. So that's why like it especially means something to me because like it, it's sometimes really hard to just nail things on both ends, instrumentally or lyrically. But you know, tried to carry the message all the way through. And at the risk of sounding corny, I feel like I learned more about myself from the song than maybe you too, Dylan. Just in the sense of like the message of it. It's something I've thought about for a while. I'm sure you thought about it and like kind of creating this really like you know put it into existence and it's like wow that that that's the truth yeah Just taking a good look at yourself <laughs> um exactly and all right I'll, I'll give some lore some deep lore i got to the, the song i had an idea for a song like this i got the title of it in that that hook someone oh my fucking god someone on runescape so I was playing RuneScape because <laughs> i play runescape all the time okay someone on runescape if anyone knows what i'm talking about they'll know they'll know what this is when you get all 99s in skills, there's a global broadcast of the whole game that your username has achieved. And if someone named All I Feared had achieved, and I was like, that is a fucking, that, I was like, that's a cool ass name. Let me, let me write that down. And when I came back, I was like, I know that. Awesome. yeah. And I was like, actually, I was like, let me write a song about this. I was like, that's actually a pretty cool thing. And I was like, when I listened to all the, the instrumentals we had, I was like, yo, like that would be a cool ass fucking, like, like the, with the dun, 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 I was like, oh, that because it fit the syllables perfectly. I was like, oh, this would be really cool. So that's where I got that from. Um, and I wrote the breakdown on this song, so everyone can thank me for that. Oh, like the, the instrumental part. I wrote it with. I wrote it by saying, "Yo, yo, like," because like in the beginning it goes dun, 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 and I was like, "Yo, just turn that into the breakdown." I'm like, dun, 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 and then 
Andrew was like this and he played it. I was like, exactly. And that's how that came when you're writing it. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just tripping out just now. I, I'm, I'm picturing you, uh, you know, where you're sitting. It's like a, you know, uh, 2 a.m. You're on some uh, RuneScape uh, thing. And this guy just, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously like achieves 99 and all those skills. And then it, it pops up in the little chat box or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Boom. There it is. There's our RuneScape song. That's, that's super, <laughs> yeah. super deep. And uh, I have, um, I have a notepad of not even lyrics. I just write down phrases mm-hmm. all the time. So I can, and sometimes I'll like, I'll write a song off a phrase and I hadn't had the idea for the song, but I wrote the song off the phrase that I found. That's so awesome. that, that's where I got that from. Yeah. When Dylan came in with that, cause we had, we were sitting on like the instrumental of it for a while and we were like, ah, oh, like we got to really make this a banger. And then he came in with those lyrics. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to try this out. Let's see what happens. We finished the song. We we're like, what the fuck? Like, that was insane. <laughs> cause it's so many lyrics too. Mm-hmm. so doing that all at once like he was just in throbbing pain trying to spit out this like rap of a song like yeah and then we we finished playing it for the first time i was like god damn dude i didn't realize you were gonna go that hard with this i don't know how we're gonna do it live <laughs> i don't know how the fuck we're gonna do it it is so hard to sing that song but we do it last so hopefully that helps it a little bit yeah <laughs> Maybe get some Dylan, good lyricist, but leaves no room for breath for breaths. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and that, that was another thing. I was like writing the record and like halfway through, I was like, yo, I have to stop with all the fucking words. I was like, I'm writing way too much. I was like, first of all, no one can remember this shit. Second of all, I can't fucking handle it. <laughs> well, hopefully the people listening will learn the parts and help you out so you can get that yeah. little, those little breathers in. Yeah, please do. Especially this one. This one's too fucking hard. <laughs> I, I i almost put someone on so like i was gonna have someone sing so when the the hook comes back in like the all i fear is that there's nothing to say part mm-hmm. i was gonna have uh someone do that second one i was like this song is way too personal for me to have someone on it i was like i can't i can't really do that so it's all me but live i don't give a fuck maybe, maybe someone will learn it okay so want to go to the next track which by this point i'm um, for anybody um who's listening they will have heard it at the very beginning so oh, I, yeah. uh, as soon as i got uh you know wind of uh the the new record and th- this predates um you know when Wyatt posted about it um i had uh i, I remember i had messaged you dylan uh I, and honestly i don't remember what i said but i, I just remember asking like yo uh whenever this record comes out like can i please uh you know have a song on the podcast to to preview for everybody who's tuning in because that's something that, that i wanted to do for for a long time like obviously um you know it's been done on other podcasts uh, you know no echo does it all the time uh, and i i think it's really cool and uh you know I, i've uh, talked about it with other people in the past things didn't really pan out but i'm just happy that uh you were on board and I, I I was just really happy that you you kept your word and we ended up doing it. So uh, I, I just want to say thank you for for doing that because it definitely means a lot to me because I uh, love the record and the fact that you let me pick this song. I I thought it was just really awesome. Yeah, I thought I thought that'd be cool. Like, dude, why am I gonna tell you what to do? Like, first of all, I don't fucking know which one to do. Second of all, you asked me to do it. You fucking pick. It's only it matters that much. We're not fucking Metallica. Like, pick whatever you want, mm-hmm. and people can hear it. It's coming out tomorrow anyway, so it doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah. So I appreciate you picking it. I appreciate you being down to do that because I thought you were going to be like, no, 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 you should do it. I don't want to mess it up, but I'm down. To, I'm, I'm happy that you actually chose it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, also this song has another uh, guest spot. Um, and I, I, I didn't even realize that it was uh, Carter till I, uh, you know, got, uh, you know, to the 
the, the notes section, right? And it kind of lists um, the credits. And I was like, oh, that, that was Carter. That That's insane. So this this wasn't, um, I, I, I just want to let people know I didn't pick this because uh, Carter was on it, but it, I, I thought it was awesome that it just happened to be him. But I, I love the song. I, I think this might be my favorite song on the entire record, if I'm going to be honest. That's fucking really cool that you think that this is the coolest song on the record. Because uh, for a little bit, I, not that I wasn't confident in it, I was just like, oh, how does this stack up to the rest of it? But you and Jack Sabinski hesitate. Shout out to him and mm-hmm. hesitate. They're coming out with new music. Um, that's his favorite song too, which I thought was cool. So I was like, all right, I guess the song is pretty awesome. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the actual music, I, I, I'm curious, um, you know, how uh, Carter got to be on this record because obviously shout out Carter Holmes. The, this album's coming out on uh, From Within Records. So what, when I look at the the guest spots, uh, you know, Dan Schultz who plays in Warren, also From Within Records, and now you got the the guy behind it all, Carter Holmes. So I, I, yeah. I think it's really cool that you kept it within the family. But I, I was just curious how he got to do that because I've never uh, you know known him to to, to do that. So I, I thought it was really cool. So there are a bunch of reasons. One is, you know, Cradle to Grave, right? Mm-hmm. So when Cradle to Grave first came out a few years ago, I was, I literally could not believe it. Um, and uh, it came out right before FYA, a Cuban club. I forget which one that was. And um, I remember going down to the Cuban club FYA and being so excited for the, for the Cradle to Grave set and shit. Um, and I just loved Cradle to Grave and I thought it was such a cool band. Um, fast forward. I meet Carter at the first Unity Barbecue, and now Carter and I talk literally every single day, um, and we're really, really tight. Uh, so, like, he's helping us with the record. He's my good friend. I love From Within Records. I love every band he's in, and I also love his vocals because I love Greg Grave. I was like, dude, like, first of all, this song is an extension of our stance. So it's like the the the, the one scene song. It's like mm-hmm. the hardcore scene song. So I was mm-hmm. like, dude, like you're like in the one scene band like you like coined this shit with keith and shit and i was like dude like fucking and like you're you've been helping us out and like you're my friend like just do a part and i didn't have to convince him he was just like down immediately but i'm really happy he got on it because that was an idea i had after the ep came out like that's an old ass idea i was like dude like carter has to sing on one of these songs Mm -hmm. and um this is one another song that we had demoed out and uh when we first demoed it i was like this is gonna be the song carter's on and it still is so i'm happy it still worked out that way yeah no that that's cool that you had that idea so long ago and it was able to come together and be on this record and it's cool that uh you know he's putting it out uh, on the label so I, I i think it's really awesome to see this all kind of come together yeah and dude like um um i mean when i when cradle of grave came out and i was obsessed with like i didn't have shackled so it's cool like I know it's always, and I, I think Keel talked about this, Keel from Endit on one of his podcasts, but um, he was like, yo, like, a big part of being in a band is, like, kind of crazy, all the people that, like, you looked up to or, like, or, like thought like in bands that you really liked, like, you finally, like, meet them and, like, you become tight with them a lot when you're in a band, and that's one of the people I was like, dude, I, I loved the fucking band, and I was like, it's cool that this guy who's, uh, who I know loves hardcore and helps us out and has a really cool label who I would fuck the label. I would love even if I wasn't in the band um, is a friend of mine. Now I was good. I was invited to his wedding. I didn't go because I'm broke as fuck, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, just going into the, the, the lyrics, can, can you break it down? So it's basically just, so whereas our stance was about, people in hardcore who have been involved, but kind of got jaded mm-hmm. and uh, just like uh, just shrug off people working hard and shit like that. Our home is kind of like about an individual who 
is new to the scene or like hasn't been here for very long and kind of just comes in, wreaks havoc and then exits. And um, that's literally basically all the song is. It's It starts off like, yo, like, why are you wasting your time here? You don't have what it takes. You know, you don't have what it takes. Why are you fucking pretending that you're, that you're this, that you're into this or, or that you're trying, that you're trying to be involved and you know that like you're in this for the wrong reasons or that you don't really care as much as you portray. And then I had Carter come and be like, kind of like as like the takeaway for the song, like keep playing your games, do whatever you want. Be like, it's like he says, be something you're not. But at the end of the day, like those who are true, those who love this is our fucking home. And we're going to take this to the rest of, for the rest of our lives. And we'll still be here long after you're gone. And it was just me kind of just being uh, frustrated with that. Yeah. The, the, the line uh, where, where it says um, a, a call to arms for unity for every single motherfucker out there to see. Uh, yeah that's i I, and i i love the whole uh you know wanting unity um you know uh mantra uh trying to uh, preach that to 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 everybody to try to um, you know have everybody feel included because um i think things would be a lot better if we were all on the same page right obviously uh that's gonna be hard to to get that to happen but the fact that there's people um you know like carter like you know uh, keith gallagher just these people like you know preaching that i i I think it's something awesome and something that like i love and uh you know am you know uh you know behind that whole idea and just like supporting that so whenever i i see anything like that i i I just think it's super awesome so when i read that line i'm like yeah that's probably like my favorite line in the whole song yeah and and dude like i agree like people who are new they should feel welcome and they should feel like they're they're into it but like i said like you if you want to feel that way you got to like put the work in i think Mm-hmm. Like you, you got, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be down for it. And, uh, the song's just kind of about those people that like that, that, that want that, like, like front runner by payback is kind of like the same thing. Like they, they want that acceptance or they want that attention, but they don't actually contribute anything or at the very least, like show out to a show or, or something like that. And it's like, if you're not, can't even do the bare minimum, which is just come out, like, the fuck are you doing like why are you here why are you doing all this thing and especially if they're like fucking loudmouth or, or or someone who's just like causing fucking problems for no reason it's just like get the fuck out 100 percent. in my opinion yeah no, I, I i definitely agree because um yeah uh, i sometimes uh, you know we'll like see certain stuff on on the internet and i i i feel like i'm kind of numb to like a lot of like the dumb shit because I'm just like, okay, I, I was just trying to look at like big picture, like, okay, like what is, uh, you know, this person doing for the scene or like, like, what are they, you know, uh, mouthing off about? Like, does it really impact anything? Does it even matter? So a, a lot of times I, I just kind of just keep scrolling. Um, yeah. and it's just like, okay, like I'm here for the, the music. I feel like that's always been like the most important thing, right? That's what got me into this. That's what, uh, kind of took me down this path to, to, to meet so many people, to, to have so many friends like across, uh, the, the the country and even around the world so i i feel like um if people can't just like even that that's like the, i feel like the easiest thing right like you got to respect the, the the music the one thing that brings us all to this one spot right um i was like if, if you can't just do that then i'm i, I just don't even want to deal with you exactly exactly yep that, that and that's what that song's about and it's just a progression of our stance another callback to the last record like i just had more to say and i tried when i wrote this to not write it exclusively like you don't belong in our sleep, like pretty on the nose of hardcore. I think like the, the unity, like the word unity mm-hmm. kind of like makes everyone know what this is about, but I kind of do kind of try to do it a little more, uh, not, not as on the nose, a little more low key, but a little more, uh, artistically, mm-hmm. um, 
But yeah, that's what that song's about. And Jake, I've been talking a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you definitely explained that. <laughs> that, that I, I don't. I think you covered like all bases on that one. I mean, I, I would say it's one of my favorites on the record too. Probably in the top three. I'm definitely proud of how it came out. A lot of the. I mean, I can speak more for the riffs and everything. That was just a lot of the riffs in this song were written right when uh, we were all locked down in quarantine. Um, you know, I was in a, a few different chats. We were like, oh, it's like, you know, just different people in the scene. Like, oh, let's write some like really heavy shit. So it was a little lower at the time. A lot of these riffs, I just made like some stupid demo. But a lot of those riffs were, were taken and then used in this song. And we had like this general skeleton for a while. And then we were like, you know, we got to sit back and add a little more to this. So we reworked it. Oh, uh-oh! Like his his service uh, pause. While he while he's there looking yeah. like that, um, I'll say yeah, we reworked it. It sounds much different than uh, than what it did on the demo that we made for it. But mm-hmm. like that mosh riff, like the the mosh riff that the that, like the whole second half of the song is. Um, Jake wrote that, and he was really proud of it. And I'm pretty proud. I'm like really happy that he was able to do uh, to write that riff because I think it came out really cool. Gotta connect the audio. Oh, there you okay. go. He's back. He's, yeah, back. I, I he's, he's back, but sideways. Yeah. There we go. I don't know if my phone just died. That was weird. The whole app just shut down for a second there. No, you're good. I, I, I finished what you were saying. Yeah, he, he finished your thought. But um, la- right, sorry about that. No, you're all good. You're all good. Um, but last thing on our home, uh, and this is me being selfish, but will that make the set list? We're playing the whole record. Forever? For a very long time, we're playing the whole record. Okay. The set list, the set list right now is the whole record uh, plus our stands. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, that's very exciting to hear. Because we're sick of fucking playing the old songs. Not that we don't like them, but mm-hmm. we've been doing it for... Like, a lot of those songs in the EP, we've been playing, like, since a year before the P- EP came out. Yeah. Like, we wrote those songs right after we put the demo out. And... um. We've just been playing it for so long that we're just over it. Our sense is the only one that's staying. Okay, that's awesome. And I'm assuming it's not just going to be front to back. You're going to have a cool mix. No, 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 no. It's it's uh the mix is pretty cool. It, it flows pretty pretty well. That's awesome to hear. Okay, so going on to to the and ne- oh, if you if you order a record on From Within Records and you hear the secret track, you can you 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 will know what we're opening our set with. But you won't get that record till. February, so you'll know by then anyway. <laughs> so, uh, to know, so just uh, just know um, if, if you see Shackled uh, from now till February, that song that you're not familiar with um, is is the secret song. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Did Did you hear it? Did I send it to you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It, it's awesome. I, I didn't know you were going to open with it. I, I felt like that would be a, a nice uh, way to kind of ring things out. But uh, if, if you're going to open with it, I feel like that's just going to be pure, it, pure chaos. The way it ends is fucking awesome. Okay. So the the song we end with, which is all I feared, it's gonna. I think it's going to be cool. I mean, we're testing it out tonight. Like we're playing the set list tonight before mm-hmm. tour, and we're going to see how it goes. But I think it's going to be cool. We've been practicing it. And it sounds sick. Okay. Hell yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely looking forward forward to hearing it because I think the first time for me will be at um, FYA. Word. Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. So going to the next track, uh, Scorched Earth, which I think that just the name of the song just sounds intense when you think about it. Yeah. So Scorched Earth is actually uh, like a military policy. So Scorched Earth, like it basically 
um, is when uh, a military or army or, or a group goes through uh, an area, basically just burns everything. So those people can't have any of the resources or the shelter or anything like that. So that's a scorcher means you can wikipedia it and learn more but uh mm-hmm. so actually shout out to kevin he named the song um oh and i forgot to say on uh on our home nick our drummer he wrote the uh sorry these are two easter eggs so You're nick wrote the uh so keep your his distance and keep your head down just saying it and then i like and then i like wrote it down and read it with the rest of the song i was like dude that's fucking perfect i was like that's genius he was like okay dude so i was like so that was a that's a classic nick thing to do <laughs> um <laughs> so nick wrote that lyric shout out to him and then dan who was in the studio so we so we were listening to the record before we left mm-hmm. and we were listening to the whole thing and then we found that once there was one line missing and it was an hour home and it was don't say over my friend that was blank because mm-hmm. i wrote our home in the studio because i wrote our stance in the studio so i wanted to write both in the studio because our stance came out fucking awesome so did our home i think and i was just like i want to i want to keep that trend going like as genuine as i can be as genuine as i can be no overthinking allowed like i'm gonna write down what the fuck i feel about this and then sing it but i never wrote that lyric so I was talking to Dan and Wyatt about it. I was like, yo, and I explained to them what the song was about. Dan was like, don't say over my friend. And I was like, that's perfect. So that was the last line written, the last line recorded. And Dan came up with that. So shout out to Dan. Hell yeah. That's and awesome. I think, I think that it's cool that three people wrote the song. Not really. Like, like I wrote every line besides two of them. But mm-hmm. uh, since it's like a song about the hardcore scene, about like being a real being real basically it's like it's cool the people that are involved that i know that are down with it um got to add their own uh add their own lines to it if that makes sense yeah no i i, I definitely get that and i kind of like that that trend that you have of writing those two songs in the studio you're like okay cool like let's let's um, get in the same environment try to get in the same headspace and uh, hopefully come out with a um, good product yeah for sure i'm trying to think of all the lore in each of these songs so you have it because I'm not going to talk about this with anyone else. No one fucking cares. So I'm trying to get it all out here. No, it's awesome. No, and I, I definitely appreciate that because, uh, you know, it, it, it's been uh, you know a couple of years since the, the the last album came out. So the fact that we're here with something new, uh, I, I'm i ready for all of it. So so thank you. Right. Cool. So Scorched Earth, like we were talking about, basically, um, just going to keep it a little vague. Um, it's about seeing people talk about anything no matter where it is on the internet in person whatever basically dying on a hill for something that like you may know is bullshit or you may know like is a little more nuanced than how they're speaking about it Mm -hmm. and just basically me talking about like yo like you're about you're fucking gung-ho your convictions are strong as hell for this but there's a little bit more to the story than you know or maybe i know or anyone knows and like I just think some people need to tone down what they're saying sometimes and, and really think about it or, or, or gain more knowledge or, or something or just understand that like nobody will ever be able to like have a, f- a full understanding of something sometimes. And uh, the last line, that's what the last line is. You're fighting on the front lines, but what's the purpose of what you defend? Like you, you're, you're so, you're so focused on this. You're so focused on this issue or, or, or whatever, and you're speaking about it, but, but 
maybe you make yourself look dumb or maybe you don't have all the facts or maybe something comes out tomorrow that just completely makes your argument null. And it's like, sometimes you got to like, just take a step back a little bit and kind of think about what you're talking about. And that's basically what Scorched Earth is about. And uh, the talk and talk, you march on ahead while everything is in your path is lifting flames. It's just like, you know, like going through something, not even thinking about your, what you're doing. And then maybe, maybe taking a step back and reflecting and be like, Oh, I've already burned this bridge. I've already, I've already done this and this and that. That's like fucked over these people or fucked myself over, or like made it so I can't like go back and like change my mind on something. And that's where the name Scorched Earth comes from. Yeah, it, it is kind of a, a, a weird thing, right? When you're on uh, social media and uh, sometimes it seems like certain people will always have to have an opinion on everything when y- you don't have to, right? Like you don't always have to yeah. speak up about whatever's going on. But I feel like sometimes people just kind of crave that attention or, you know, just will. Uh, and even if it is like uh, uh, probably not knowing to them, but like, you know, damaging to like their reputation or the way that people like view them, because sometimes with certain people, that's all you really have. Right. Like you, you don't get to know them like on a personal level. You're just like social media friends. So when they're out here spewing, you know, weird shit or crazy shit, you're just like, damn, like, like that's how you're going to kind of have to perceive that person. And it gets kind of, um, you know, uh, like murky. Right. Because it, 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 it could uh, steer you away from even wanting to talk to that person in real life and not really exactly. get that chance. Yeah. And I think uh, a big, I think it's important to know about the song is I didn't write it about maybe like things I don't agree with. I wrote about anything, mm-hmm. whether I agree with it or not. Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up is basically what the song's about. Like I could agree with every word you're saying, but it doesn't mean that like you should just go online and start fucking like going crazy about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or no. I could disagree with it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. hundred percent. That's why um, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I, I've been on social media for uh, for a long time. Like I, I, I got Twitter in like 2008 and I've uh, gone through the motions, right? Where like when I first started, I was like, I want to share every little detail about my life. I want to talk about everything that's going on. I want people to know exactly how I'm thinking. But uh, just over the years, I kind of got away from that. I'm like, wow, like that, that like to me isn't like the healthiest thing right to to, to be so um open online to, to everybody to strangers to to whatever so i've like reduced like everything so like i'm like way less personal like online and, like compared to how i used to be like I, I still will post stuff like you know whatever but it's not like i'm not giving you like like my every move so you could know how my day went from start to finish yeah, um, sure. and, and and even with like issues, um, uh, you know, uh, like in the hardcore scene or not or what, whatever, like, um, this is, it's like, yeah, like you don't have to go on there and speak about everything and share yeah, anything, bro. Yeah. Anything. I, I think the my life and the world would be better if people didn't use social media to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think if they said I'm making eggs this morning and tweeted that every day, that the life would be better instead of like going and doing other shit. Like, I'd rather somebody like, oh, just got in the car instead of like. Just talking about the hardcore scene, what they agree with or don't. I just don't fucking care. Like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to people I care about about this issue, whether they agree with me or not, in person, on the phone, texting, whatever. I could not care less almost all of the time what someone online has to say. And people, I think that it's literally insane that people online think that people want to hear what they have to say about it. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I, think, I, totally I think that's a very weird way to think. What mm-hmm. do you think, Jake? No, I mean, I, I completely agree. It's it's kind of just like uh, 
cutting out the uh, the non-forward thinkers here with this one, I suppose. Yeah, no, I I, I don't get um, you know where, where you're coming from, but but I feel like we're at the point now where it's just like. I don't even know how we can stop that because it's just so ingrained. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that it's it's yeah. People are like straight up like addicted to this stuff, right? Yeah, and, and that, yeah. that's how I wrote a song. Like I'm venting about it. Do mm. I think there's a solution? Absolutely not. But I'm still gonna fucking I'll bitch about it in my song. But you know, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin if, if I wanted to even try to come up with yeah. a solution for it. So I just let delete, it be. Delete Twitter from the fucking internet. Oh man. <laughs> It allows all these like split personas and personalities to exist. And I think for some, it's not taken very seriously and it's just for fun. And others, that becomes like their real life and their real personality. And it never should have in the first place. Yeah. Because it's just all a facade at the end of the day. And it's like people can easily see through what's real and what's not. So it's like if you're living your life from this fake ass standpoint, it's like, wow, yikes. You know, it's like you really, yikes. Just, <laughs> you really just like uproot your life to do to like act this way just for people to realize you're kind of fake and shitty. So it's like, huh, and these wow. are the people that'll and most of the time, not all the time. Most of the, these are the people that'll fucking sit in a corner when you see them in, in person. Not That's even that awesome you're trying to confront true. them, but they're they're the most fucking antisocial fucking. I don't know. I don't want to say losers, but like they're just sitting. They, like they can't talk to people in person, and they resort to just spewing shit online all the time. I don't want to get too fucking crazy with it because I'll just go out of my mind and people <laughs> will people will get mad at me on your podcast, but that, that's just that's just what that song's about. It allows you to be someone you're not. <laughs> and yeah, that's sure. who you really become, then it's just a little little corny. Yeah, like well, the, internet, the internet is not real. Yeah, I I I appreciate when I uh, have these interactions with people, uh, you know, through the podcast. Then when I get to meet them in real life, and then they're the same person. That that's what I like when I get really happy. I'm like, all right, cool. This isn't, you know, some weird act, or you know, they weren't just uh, you know uh, a different person online. So like when I meet certain people in person, and they're the same as they were uh, uh, when we spoke online. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. This is cool that I, I'm meeting genuine and real people. That's yeah, what absolutely. I, yeah, all right. What do you think of me, Jamie? Did you think? Did you think I was some fucking dumb, dumb loser at uh, FYA? No, I'm. You're like, <laughs> you're like, what is wrong with this guy? No, no. Why is he here? <laughs> uh, we. Uh... We, we we met briefly because like you know when i went that year i met had i had met so many people for the first time so i'm like you know checking people's temperatures like you know who is actually down to be friends or you know who just uh, you know want wants to keep it you know like you know online relationship right um and uh i, I don't know why i have this memory of you but i don't, I don't want to say what band it was during because i don't want to uh, uh give them any support anymore but we can talk about it off air but i i, I, I remember the the like one of the first or like yeah the, the the memory that always comes to mind is like seeing you during this band and uh just being so happy and i'm oh and i just remember thinking like damn that motherfucker's big because because obviously like you know for, for people who may not know but you're you're pretty tall right so i was yeah. like yeah i'm uh so i was like okay yeah i'm like that, that's definitely dylan and yeah and no but meeting in person i was like okay this is a pleasure that you know um you were uh you know good to me way back when i was like we, we've had like a lot of interactions um you know uh, you, you came on the podcast and like we, we've talked here and there but I, I just remember meeting you and thinking like okay cool like dylan's like a nice guy um, you know it seems like uh he respects me i i definitely respect him so it, it was a good interaction from uh you know my memory Word. remind me to ask you what band it was okay i'll <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll i'll tell you off air uh, uh, but, but yeah, but, but, but it was definitely cool. So it, it was, um, it, you were like on that list of people that I met that were like, okay, cool. This is like, you know, same dude, good person. I'm happy to meet him. 
word. Cool. But going to the uh, next track, when when time stops, uh, I, I I don't know why I'm always fascinated by time. Like if there's ever any like a like a TV show or a movie that has to do with uh, you know time travel. Um, or even there was like, I can't remember the name of the movie now that I'm thinking about it. There was like that Justin Timberlake. I think it was Justin Timberlake where, um, like, uh, your like l- time, uh, alive was like currency. I'm not sure if you remember what I'm talking about. Fuck, what was that called? I know what you're talking about. I don't watch movies at all. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Jake, what was it? What time a lot? What time, time is a time is a currency. It was like on a watch. And like, that's how long you had to live. And you like made money by making time. Okay. Um, oh, okay. It's, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I just looked it up. You know, it's funny. It's called In Time. In Time. Okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I said Clock Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely remember that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so like w- w- whenever I, I, I think about or hear anything about time, I, I always get a, l- a little like I, I like perk up a little because I'm always like interested because I, I, I do think it is interesting because. I, I'm always curious if we will ever get to that point where we can actually time travel or, you know, or if it's already happening, we don't even know. Um, but that's not what the song's about. But that's just like when I read the title, that, that's what my mind like goes it's, to. It's similar. Mm-hmm. So when time stops, actually a song I wrote in 2018. So January 2018. Okay. I actually wrote the song a very long time, like before Shackles. Um, and basically what it's about is my whole life, I've had this like fucking issue with like, time giving me anxiety and stressing me out so like new year's day 2018 i like the the song name is literal where i wrote this song when it felt like time had actually stopped for me and i i was living in this way where like it was just going so fast i had no way of fucking stopping it i had no way of like like sitting back and like reflecting taking everything in trying to figure out a way to get to where i wanted to be and and when time stops was me like, like time stopping me finally thinking me like I am not where I want to be right now. Nothing that I've wanted to do has happened. And this is like, so this is like a year or two after I graduated high school. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, it was just, it was just me writing about like all this time's gone by all these missed opportunities or like these like times where I was happier are gone. And I'm just at this point where I'm just like, this is like a month before my longest relationship had ended with someone that I, I really cared about. And it was like, I didn't really have many friends and I'd lost like a friend group I was in. And I was like, what, I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, where, where is this, where is this time gone? And, um, so I just like, I just like stopped. And when I was like fucking bugging out, I just like, I was like, I need to write something down. Cause I would write down songs sometimes. Like that's how the demo was written. I had just songs written. And I was just like, I'm going to write something down right now about how I'm feeling right now. And, um, this is a topic I've wanted to do for the band for a really long time because it's something that I've got, I've, I've fucking, I don't want to say dealt with because that's dramatic, but like something that like I've uh, just like has been, has fucked with me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm fi- I'm glad, first of all, I finally got a song to do it. And second of all, like, I'm ha- I'm, like I said before, I'm happy it's finally out there because maybe someone feels the same way. But yeah, the song name's literal in that like it was just like the first time in a long time I felt like time was stopping. I could like, actually think about things that have gone on or like, things that i wanted to do and, and shit like that and, and thankfully like a few months later the band started and i finally was like oh i'm finally doing something cool i'm finally like doing something i've always wanted to do and and it seems like things like getting things are coming the way i want them to be but um yeah i just that was just uh, and i still i still go through that sometimes but that song was a uh, is a pretty old one and one that that i'm happy is on here because it, it, it was something that I have and still feel really strongly about and something that like really messed with my head 
for for a, a long time. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel you when I uh, read that lyric. You know, you know, sick to my stomach that, uh, or excuse me, uh, sick to my stomach from the life that's gone by. Because uh, yeah. uh, you know, you, you never want to compare yourself to anybody else because you know you're just going to end up you know, fucking yourself up in, in the head. Because obviously, like we all live, uh, you know, different Dude, lives. Jake all- looks cool as hell right now <laughs> with his sunglasses. <laughs> he's he's battling the sun. My eyes open. My sunglasses. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Jake. No, you're all good. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just yeah. uh, just having to like battle like those comparisons and uh, you know just not knowing if where you're at in life is where you're supposed to be you know yeah. uh, uh, but I always just have to try to remind myself that uh, you know uh, you can't really predict a whole lot of shit and you know things do come in time but I so like my whole like mindset now is like I always just want to try to maximize my current happiness and I just hope uh, the things that I want in life, you know, come at some point. And obviously, like, you got to work towards that, right? You can't just sit around and sit on your ass and, you know, hope things come to you. But, you know, as I'm working towards, like, certain goals, I just hope that, you know, in time I can uh, achieve certain shit and, you know, get to where I want to be uh, at, at some point. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when, when I read that stuff, I, I was – or, like, when I read that line, I'm like, yeah, like, I can't really – uh, you know, sit there and think about the shit that I don't have uh, and, you know, and the things that other people have that – I think I, I should be, you know, at am I like you know current place in life because it's just like there's really not much I can do, right? Yeah, for sure. And and the last line, um, life goes on past by kind of the blink of my eyes, like to me, an understanding line, like knowing, like, like being able to reflect and finally having that moment, be like, yo, like this isn't gonna stop. Like I have this moment right now where I'm like reflecting, but like this time, like it's still going. Like even as we speak, like I'm, this isn't going to stop. I need to learn to deal with it. I need to learn how to like deal with this and get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what that last line is. And I also think musically it's cool. Cause like, I feel like at the end, how it gets so fast, it's kind of like time resuming. Mm-hmm. It's like the song is like, first of all, I think the song is cool. Cause it's like a beginning of the end of the record type of thing with like the intro, like the bass intro. But second, I think it's like, I think musically the song kind of represents like, Oh, I'm, I'm finally reflecting. It's like a little bit slower, like shit like that. Like, and then at the end, it's like, all right, we're back at it. Like you figure it out. Like you had this time to figure, think about it, figure it out now. Yeah. There's a lot of starts and stops in that song. That's, that's definitely the one that like goes, it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that song. I think that's one of my favorite songs and I think it's one of the best songs uh, vocally as well. Like, a, my, like the vocal performance, I think it's one of the best ones. Interesting. Uh, have you guys seen that meme uh, where it's like, uh, you know, friends from high school, um, it's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm married and bought a house. I'm like, what have you been up to? And then like the bottom portion, it's like, oh, me. And then there's just a video of somebody just like, uh, and it's just like, it's like a montage of people crowd killing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, wh- I can't remember um, what song it's playing, but like, I-, I read that and I, and I was just looking at it. I-, I was just dying laughing because that- that's so funny because yeah, people like a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, like the people, the, the term like normies, or whatever, like wouldn't understand, right? It's like yeah. you know, obviously, like we kind of went on two different paths, and like not saying people in hardcore don't get married and have houses because that, that definitely is a thing, but it's just funny, like when I see that because I I can totally see that perspective. I mean, bro, like I'm I'm 23. I graduated in 2016, so mm-hmm. I just turned 23. So like everyone's always like, yeah, when you hit like 22, 23, you start to see all the people like having kids and getting married. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, 20, like, I'm 20. I could not fucking imagine doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And I go on Facebook sometimes and all, like all these people I went to high school with, there's someone I went to high school with that has right now, like two kids and is married and his kids are like five. 
or four or something like that. <laughs> and, I was like, and I remember like being kind of tight with him in high school. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I was like, what is, like so many people with kids, not even like 16 pregnant kids, like kids they had when they got into college and shit or like at that age. I was like, dude, like how the fuck are you 20, 21, 22? And you're like, yeah, this is, this is the time. Like, I, I just can't fucking imagine that. Jake's older than me, so mm-hmm. maybe he has a different perspective, but yeah. I mean, I'm not there yet either. It's really, I guess, just... He's not much older. Life. You're not much older than me, but you're a little older. But but I'm still, but I'm not even there in my life yet. Yeah. But I guess it's really like where you find yourself. I mean, there's plenty of like, you know, people we know that, that are older than us that aren't getting married or anything like that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. people younger than us that aren't. Just everyone's different, really. I, I think our little like bit we do, like, ah, throwing away your youth is, is pretty funny. Just I don't even know, I dude. Sometimes I don't even know if it's a bit. Like I feel like we actually do think that. Like I think I do think that. A little bit. <laughs> we should be more positive. Like our friends having a kid, we're like, ah, could have presented. Yeah, our, our friend Lavaco. <laughs> like shout out to Lavaco. He he uh, he's getting married. and He just had a kid, mm-hmm. and when we found out he was having a kid, we were we're in a group chat with him. We were like, dude, you're really throwing away your fucking you're 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 ruining your life right now. You fucking moron. We went in our band chat. We were like, what a fucking asshole throwing away his youth. We're like, we'll never like. It. Jake was like, how the fuck do you do that to yourself? <laughs> Yeah, a simple congratulations would have probably been better suited for that. <laughs> but yeah. we just have to. Like, he, 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 like, has the same humor as us. So we were like, dude, you're a fucking asshole for having a kid. And he was just laughing about it. Yeah. Well, How do we get in this direction anyway? Like, talking time. about having, oh, just time as a whole. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone's at a different point in their lives, though. So, well, yeah. But I wrote, I wrote when time stops, I just was not at where I wanted to be in my life. I mean, am I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a little, feel a little bit better about it now, but at mm-hmm. that point I was fucking like, I was like, this is, uh, I thought I was never going to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah. At that time, Dylan wanted to be married with kids. So he was yeah, yeah, really for sure. I, I had, I had a, I had a crazy like episode recently. I was like, oh, never mind. Well, um, I had a mental epiphany. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look where you're at now. You're, uh, you know, in the worst band of all time with four people who make my life fucking miserable. And the reason why I have gray hair. Yeah. Not, not the worst band, but, but I feel like you're, you guys are going to put a lot of people on notice with this new record. Uh, Cause obviously I, uh, so. I, I know there's uh, people who, who are aware of, of shackled and whenever I, I wear the hat anywhere, people are always like, I like that band. And I'm like, oh, Do cool. people from California know shackled? Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So yeah. The, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, I I don't think you guys are like a secret. I, I just think, um, you know, since you guys haven't played out here yet, yeah, uh, you would be. I think you'd be surprised at how many people actually know that you guys exist. I think we're gonna get over there. Um, uh, first half of next year. So we'll see. Oh, are, are you like breaking news? Can you speak about or or maybe no, should, okay. no, it's it's skeleton plans. But okay. I I've had conversations and they say it's like. There's like a, a plan, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I want you to do, like, we want to do this first, then this, then this, and then the big thing. And then continue that cycle basically until either people don't give a fuck anymore or we're writing something else or I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I like that you have a plan in place. It would definitely, um, you know, will be awesome to have you guys out here because there's a lot of good bands uh, that you guys could, could obviously play with and whoever you're coming out here with yet, yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, for sure. I would love to. Nothing ever came has gotten a pretty good reception from people out in Cali. In that mm-hmm. Cali, or a lot of people I know is posting it are like from Cali, like respect, like that dude on his bike, the dude skating, 
They're like, California. California. So that's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. What did you say? I didn't know that. Yeah, that guy was. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's just cool to see someone like do like fucking like biking, like jumping off a rail, listening to that song and like yeah. or wherever they were. But it was, that was just cool to see. Not New Jersey, New York, or Pennsylvania. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I, I think honestly, think like once the record comes out and people are able to, to actually you know listen to it and bond with it, yeah, I feel like you're, you're going to get a lot of new, uh, new fans from all cool. over. I'm happy. I'm happy. You're confident. So here we are at the technically the last track, right? There's the secret track that um, you know if you want to hear it, you got to go uh, pre-order yourself a copy of the record, go do yourself a favor, and uh, you know get one before it's too late. But uh, Mind's oh, yeah. Eye. I'm, uh, you know, a, a fan of this song. I, uh, you know, I'm curious why you guys chose to put this at the um, end of the record. Um, three reasons. One, we've played it every show since the first day of our band, and we don't plan on stopping playing it. Mm-hmm. So like, let's re-record it. Two, it was the first song that like we ever had people like know the words to, and like, like there's a video of us playing Cousin Danny's. Uh, in Philadelphia, this like weird like little venue um, that Bob Wilson uh, booked for us a few years ago, and in the video you can literally hear like the crowd like singing the lyrics along, which had never happened to us, and it hasn't really happened since. Like you, I haven't seen a video where you can really see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and three, Carter asked us to, so those are the reasons why. Okay, some good and, reasons. And four, I guess it really just it needed a re-recording. If we were going to re-record something yeah. like we we always liked that song the demo and it just that quality was cool at the time but we were like damn i feel like we sound way different now so i mean it's the same song but we re- it really could have used a new recording so yeah, I'm glad it sounds much better it. now because our demo uh our demo recording leaves something to be desired i'll say <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should have fed rosen like a, a turkey sandwich instead of a reuben yeah something no but we all, you sound a lot different man yeah <laughs> i mean to now i i do sound but be- i sound much better and and why it also taught me like a way to do shit where i sound better um i don't explain it but i don't know how to explain it mm-hmm. you're just like yeah like push up when you're <laughs> singing i was like i don't know what that means and then we like talked about it and i was like oh that sounds i sound much better when i do that so okay just, I, you know, I think uh, what sorry no i was i was just gonna talk about like lyrically i think also like that's one song even though it's our first song on our first demo we still kind of feel the same a lot's changed with how we view things and how we feel about things but at the end of the day like we can still relate to that song even from three and a half years ago or yeah it's it's a relatable song i still feel that way and it 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 fits in with the rest of the record with the theme of the rest of the record i think yeah and uh, i I always think it's cool when bands uh are able to do that right to to pull a song from like an older release and re-record it and put it with their current shit and it not sound out of place yeah it, it i think it sounds really cool in the record and i think the new re-recording is awesome and we play it differently live now but we didn't have the idea but we it would have been even instrumentally different if we had the idea two weeks earlier but mm-hmm. you'll hear it live if you come see us so there you go okay oh man this is uh been really fun to be able to go through each track you know from the first one to the last one <clears throat> but a, a couple of things that i, I want to uh, talk about uh the record i'm if you're okay we got time don't okay. worry okay no, no no rush unless you want this to be less than three hours but uh, we 
our show tonight's at like six, so we have time. Okay. Um, but uh, for on the credits, um, uh, you know, there's a, a two dedications to the record. Um, are, are you guys okay to speak about that or? Yeah. So for I'll, I'll go with the most recent one. So Andrew's dad uh, passed away uh, a few weeks ago who we were all tight with. And he was a good dude. And, um, you know, like they were close and Andrew's had a pretty rough, uh, rough time with uh, uh, illnesses with his parents. Uh, so and since we all were really tight with Joe and uh, he, you know, he really supported us and supported Andrew. Um, uh, we figured it's not on the record because uh, the record was ordered before this happened, but I made sure it was on like the band camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just so, just so it was somewhere. Uh, so he'd be there. And um, Eric uh, is our friend who passed away a few years ago. He actually is on the record. He's on the, he has a little dedication on the, the, the EP as well. This is something that happened a little bit ago, but uh, just one of our friends that uh, that passed away. He was like a core of the DSA thing, which is why and Mike's best friend, which is why you should talk to Mike about the DSA thing and not us. Um, and uh, for um, speaking of Eric, I mean, he always supported what we did. And I also yeah. have a, a fun little story about going back to that riff and nothing ever came. Um, that riff I said we were just waiting and waiting to use, like find the right the right place and time for it. That riff originally, when we wrote it for Big Brother, like maybe 2016 or 15 or something, when me and Andrew, like Andrew had the riff and we're like, oh, let's try to hash it out. Eric was actually hanging out with us and he played drums like a little bit and he was there. We're like, we really need to hear how this sounds with the beat. We we're like, let's record a little demo of this. And Eric actually played the drums in the demo of that song which it isn't the same song but for that specific part he helped us write that so he actually played a bigger part on the record than um he may think up yeah there. yeah so yeah i just want to make sure he was there because you know he close to the band close friend and want to make sure that he everything we do uh has something to do with him that's awesome well i'm i'm happy to see that you guys are able to pay those respects through the record and you know just kind of uh, have those people live on forever through that mm-hmm, for sure and i'm very excited that the record's finally coming out because i feel like um this has been in the works for so long but I- i'm curious uh, as from uh, y- the perspective of you two uh, y- you've been you know working on it and been dealing with it a lot longer than i have so I- i'm just curious what it feels like uh, for you guys since uh, we're you know here uh, you know the-, the album's about to come out and you know you're about to see all your hard work you know finally uh, being able to be put out there and uh, you know be listened to by you know hundreds of thousands of people um hundreds of thousands i don't know hopefully but uh, <laughs> it feels relieving in a way because i was stressed the fuck out about even writing this or having it something because i really wanted to have a record out mm-hmm. so it feels relieving to finally have something out um i'm excited i want to see how people receive it and you know like it's going to feel good to play new songs live songs that we're really confident in and songs that like since the inception of the band, I don't think we've actually wrote like a whole release that I think really encapsulated what we wanted the band to sound like. And I think that finally with this record, this is like what a shackled record should sound like. They're all songs that we've been trying to write for a really long time. 
And it's cool that, and I feel confident in it too. Like, I feel like the songs are good. The lyrics are good. The art's good. Like, I feel like we did a lot of things right with how we're releasing it. And I'm just, um, I'm nervous, but excited for the release of it. And like, dude, like I might sound, I, this is how I talk, but like, it means a lot to me that it's actually happening in it, it, it like to me in my life and, and, and how I feel, I guess, like that we're finally going to have something out that like I worked so hard on because like, I never really had something. I've never really been able to release something in general, or or, or been able to express myself, or, or something like that. Besides with this record, so it's exciting. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, and I think um, <clears throat> I think actually doing a record, which originally um, we had. Sorry, we had teased the idea of just doing an e an EP. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad we actually we talked to Carter about it. He's like, I think you guys should do a full record. And it really gave us the opportunity to, you know, try <clears throat> all these things that we wanted to try. And I think we, each song brings a different element that um, we couldn't really fit into one EP. So I'm glad we ultimately decided on a record because we can, you know, you can paint a bigger picture of the record. Like all these themes we bring up, I don't think they would have been as like apparent or concrete on an EP, you know, four to five songs. So, um, I think, um, you know, it just gave us like, like a bigger, like palette of like paints to work off of, I guess. Um, and then also, you know, I, we did wish that we could have started the process a little sooner. COVID halted things. So it's like, you know, we want to time this right with shows coming back. We didn't want to put out a record and then it's listened to, but we can't play out and then it falls under the radar. But, um, you know, I think in the end we made everything work out and I'm, you know, I'm super proud of it and excited for people to hear it. Cause you know, like we tried to, um, you know, articulate certain things and like, um, you know, express ourselves in such a way. And I think for the most part achieved it. Yeah. And I think, uh, if we do a future release, <laughs> I think it, it, and doing this lays a foundation for like us to be able to experiment further, be more ambitious with like songs we make and kind of like gives us a, you know, just, just something to work off of me. Like, Oh, what worked here? What didn't work? What could we try now? Like, you know what I mean? I think it makes us a little bit more, uh, confident in being able to to try different things uh in the future yeah we like a lot of different types of hardcore so like again the, that, that doing this longer lp format allowed us to express that and like showcase our influences more yeah because a lot of the songs don't sound time. the same they're all like they're all like influenced by different things they all are a little different i think like they're not all like the same same influences same type of song like they're all a little bit yeah. different. i think uh, yeah not for sure yeah, you, you can hear the, the the differences, but when, when you take a step back and look at the body of work, um, I I feel like it makes sense. Like it's not yeah. like oh, like why is this track here? It sounds so out of place, right? Like when I feel like when I look at the record as a whole, like it's a good record, and I, I think you guys did a great job on that. And I think also like thank with you. the EP, thank yeah, thank you. And I think with the EP, like I don't think we were all as confident in all the songs as we are with this one. I think like some of the songs, not that they were filler, just like. We tried things, but they weren't really the things we should be trying, and they weren't like ambitious enough where they sounded cool. It was just like, oh, we'll we'll, we'll dabble in this a little bit, and it just ended up sounding weird. And I think like the vocals weren't that great, and I think just not that I hate those songs, I love them and I love playing them, but I think this one compared to it is so much better all around. Mm -hmm. Well, damn, I. I'm so happy that we're able to sit down and do this because this is, uh, like I said, I, I've been so excited for this record. So um, being able to do this with you guys uh, definitely means a lot to me. 
I, I feel like I have a better understanding of the record now after you know sitting here and, and speaking with both of you. So seriously, thank both of you again for doing this. Um, but before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say before we go? Um, yeah, we're going on tour next week, November 14th, 21st. Uh, let me be unprofessional and try and find the fucking dates. Uh, so if you live in Richmond, Virginia on 11-14th, go to the bike shop. If you live in Greensboro, North Carolina on 11-15th, we're at Gate City Garage. Atlanta, Georgia on November 16th, we're at the Doghouse. Louisville, Kentucky on November 17th, we're at Flora Kitchenette. November 18th, Columbus, Ohio at Donato's Basement. Uh, November 19th, Buffalo, New York at the Soup of Descent. November 20th, Gary, Indiana at the D. Uh, November 21st, Detroit, Michigan, Edgerton Printing. I'm a fucking idiot. I just read the wrong one. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Uh, if you, okay. <laughs> and November 18th, it's Gary, Indiana. And November 20th, it's Columbus, Ohio. So remember that. Um, besides that, we have, we're playing, December 11th, we're playing the Keystone Jam, E-Town Concrete, Youth of Today, All Out War, Death Threat. Just every great band that's ever existed is playing. Um, and then we're doing a tour to FYA there and back. Um, I have zero idea when that'll be announced. Uh, but right now, it. Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> right not now, right now. <laughs> uh, soft core announcement right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're doing something. Okay. Uh, and then we're playing FYA, and then God only knows what we're doing after that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really it. And then just pick up the record from within it's good i think there's a tambourine on it uh jake wrote some songs That's awesome. for yeah, you, jake? it was fun writing some of the songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah um if, if you live in any of those states come out to a show or if you hate us you can picket the show or riot against the show happening which i think helps either way yeah um, and yeah, and thanks to anyone who's listening to this because they like us, or if you just found out about us. For sure. Thank talking. you, Jamie. No. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for talking to us, man. This is awesome. Do yeah. you have any do you have anything else you want to know, Jamie? Uh yes, but we'll save it for um off air. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. A <laughs> couple questions, couple questions. But um but yeah, seriously, thank you guys again. This Ellie means a lot for anybody who's gotten this far. Go do yourself a favor, go stream. Uh, Doubt Surrounds All by Shackled, November 12th, 2021. You can think it's later. 